Solid State Radio. The Goat Boy Luthien in studio with me is my co-host Gator Grant. Hi. Oh, we're quiet again. Yeah, it's, it's a little wonky. Sounds a little wonky. And oh, yeah, there, there we go. go. All right. Okay, now all we're right, back. All right, all right. Oh crap! I am unprepared. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, well, I gotta do things. Well, you're getting things set up. Yes. I I do have a, a preface for the beginning of the show, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so yesterday, like driving to work, I'm listening to the radio and stuff. I love to listen to sports radio. Like that's oh, one yeah. of my favorite things, right? And so they were talking about the Michigan and Michigan State game going into work because it hadn't started yet. Right. And uh, when they were talking about the game itself, uh, they were talking about all of you know the, the controversies going through Michigan and then oh, yeah. the Michigan State being in the state of disrepair that it's in. Right. And so like they were going through all this stuff, and I was like, I, I kind of came up with an idea. And then after when I was driving home from work, uh, after Michigan trounced <laughs> Michigan State, right. I went, okay, no, this is this is definitely because people were calling in and you had like the the Michigan State rah rah supporters or whatever throwing out their weird arguments and stuff like that. And then you had other people that were like, we just need to fire everybody, you know, like, and I'm like, oh, those are more reasonable Michigan State fans because after getting trounced like that, that seems to be a, like a realistic response. Right. Uh, especially after just the dumpster fire of a year it's been. But like, you know, then you also had Michigan callers calling in, and they were, you know, some of them were pretty decent people, which is odd for Michigan fans. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in all fairness. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. in all honesty, uh, Yeah, yes. a lot of them get uh, pretty... Oh, they're so rah-rah, it's yeah, ridiculous. like, we're the best, we're always going to be the best, and no, even when we have a crap one... Um, oh, it's the excuse city, or whatever. Yeah, like, so, it wasn't our fault, or, you know, whatever it may be, so, it's... They just don't want to admit that there were plenty of times that your team is not good yes. or your team is full of bad people. So they, they called in, and like a couple of them were even like, you know, I feel real bad for Michigan State because it's a real bad low point. And like, we're, well, we're not going to lay off on them. Like, yeah. like, well, I'm super happy that, you know, we won and we trounced them or whatever. He goes, that's just, it's not a good look. So it's, you know. Yeah. And so they were, you know, they were more decent than expected. And then one guy called in. Uh, and he went on and on and on about, you know, because they're talking about, is, is this going to be Harbaugh's year? Is this going to be the year that Michigan does something? And he was just like, you know, it doesn't matter because Michigan has the best arena. They have the best uniforms. They have, and he just went on this whole geez. tirade. And I'm like listening and I'm like, they, you could have a crap team forever and you don't care because you're just so absorbed yeah. in that culture. Like, this is dumb. And because he went on to say, even if they won a championship, it wouldn't matter. That's not true. And I'm like, he goes, in 20 years, it'll all be forgotten anyway. And I'm like, well, yeah, to a certain extent, but um, like history precedes itself in one way or another. Okay. He's going to say in 20 years, it would all be forgotten anyway. Yeah. But he's living in the land of 1997. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. buddy. 
sure. I don't, don't, don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, don't like, get me wrong here. I like I listened to it. I just went, yep. So we're doing this, and so yeah. In in and it sucks because one of the highlights of what I was going to talk about today was how great our football team's doing as they just got trounced. Oh, they did. <laughs> they got they got whooped on today. Um, it was it, it's due time for every good team has a bad loss, and there's no getting around it. And as much as people will want to say that Seattle was our bad loss and that was going to be the bad one, um, they no, played is- hard in Seattle or for Seattle. They just lost the game, but it's no big deal. They got their asses handed to them today on a silver platter, and it was due. And if you want your silver lining out of this, great team. We yeah. lost to a great team. You lost to a really good team with that is firing at all cylinders. Like <laughs> with an amazing defense that's firing on all cylinders. You're, it, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, take it and go. Okay, obviously we are still a we're still a solid football team. This does not still change good record. that. But do you have blatant obvious things to work on? Yes. And you go from there. Exactly. So move forward. So you know, it, it's not it's not really that big of a deal, but. One of the things that I thought about when everybody was going through the rah-rahs and making their excuses and stuff is that for the past seven years, I think is the last time we actually had a winning team in uh, Detroit. Oh, in Detroit for any sport, any of the major sport. four. Uh jeez. Because I think it was 2017 was the last time the Tigers were quote unquote uh, okay, Tigers decent standings past five years no they've, they've been awful for the past five years five years has been the rebuild time same with the red wings that would be my guess and then the pistons are further back than that and then the lions have perpetually sucked Seasons. so if we're gonna make an argument the last good team i think was in 2017 i don't think it was a great team i think it was like the falling apart of the last remnants of a decent tigers team professional Sports teams records past five years. Let's see here. Detroit sports franchise history. Would that work? Maybe? I don't know. I, I think you're looking up strange things. Uh, let's see here. Top teams. I don't care about the top teams. <laughs> I'm trying to find where somebody's already made this list because there has to have been somebody has made this list already where it's like the past five years in all the professional sports. You know, sports in Detroit, does that work? No. Oh, sadly, I think I'm going to have to go sport by sport or team by team. Red Wings' last playoff season was 2015-2016. Red Wings season. Uh, I just looked it up. 2015-2016 was the last time the Red Wings made the playoffs. But went positive. That's what we're looking for, right? Is a plus 500 record? Plus 500 and just making the playoffs is fine by me. We could start with that. 2015-2016 was the last time the Red Wings season were... Season by season record. Here we go. This is what I want. All right. So, let's see here. Um, 22-23. Last year, they went 35-37. and 37. Oh, no. 2017 was not the year the Tigers were. <laughs> Season. No, um, no. 32 and 40, 19, 27, 32, 40, 33, 36. Uh, 2015, 2016, the Red Wings 
uh, went positive. They yep. were 41 and 30. So, okay, so this is it. But the Tigers also 2016 was their last decent season where they were in, what, 86 and 75. So you got the Tigers, right? So the Tigers are 2016. The Red Wings are 2015, 2016. It's the same time frame. These are the last two teams that were good because you're talking about the Pistons haven't been good since, like, the 2000s. <laughs> right. Um, uh, the Lions went positive last year. Yes, but they didn't make the playoffs. No, but they went positive. I'm not giving it to them. Okay, then 2016. Yeah. That's the last time. I'm going, like, you, you don't get a playoff berth. It's just, it doesn't matter at okay. this point, especially and with a franchise like the Lions or whatever. Detroit Pistons. Oh, their their playoff drought has got to be awful. Records. Season record. Oh, list of Detroit Pistons seasons. Keep going down this because <laughs> they put it in the opposite order of what makes sense. Sure, of course. Naturally. Naturally. Uh, let's see here. Uh, 2018-2019. Okay. They lost in the first round to the Bucks. So twenty eighteen twenty nineteen is our our argument for the last season that was decent by any Detroit team. Yeah. Okay. Most recent. Yeah. Most recent. Yep. Yep. So we're five years. Yeah. yeah. It's it's time for one team to finally do something. So it's time for one team to finally do something. But being in this this uh, city where we have perpetually had bad teams and yeah. all of them are bad all at once and it's not been a fun time right right you get all the naysayers out there you get all the people with the solutions and the excuses and just the the really dumb takes and what i well, want to know i mean not to quote an old show name here sure but you get a bunch of armchair coaches or armchair athletes yes like that that's what it turns into is sure. everybody knows the answer what is the dumbest take for each sport Dumbest. That you've heard during the losing seasons. What's the dumbest takes? Um, that the Red Wings. Uh, we'll start with the Red Wings. You want to start that? with the Red Wings? Sure. Yeah. Um, they need to fire everybody and be owned by somebody else. That the team will never be good while the Illich family still owns them. Ooh, that's a very good take. I disagree. That's a good one. No, I no, could no. see where it comes. Oh. Not the take is good. Your take on that being dumb is a really yeah, good that's, take. That's uh, actually better than mine, I think. It's completely asinine and stupid. It comes from people that just want to burn the house down. Yeah. Um, the Illiches the Illich, have done so yeah, much for the, the city. The Illich family is the best thing you could have owning the Red Wings. They hired the right people for the job. It takes a little bit longer than they envisioned, but it's because it was in such shambles that you weren't ready for this. They made the Red Wings what the Red Wings were. Right. They made the Tigers what the Tigers were. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And even at this point, like you can look at the Red Wings and say the past you know, eight years have been just awful. Sure. And they have. They have not been good. But you weren't ready for this. Because Detroit had never experienced since the Dead Wing era. It's since the Dead Wing era. Yeah, yep. they have never experienced this full and complete rebuild. Well, you had 20 years of going to the playoffs, yeah. and that's part of the reason why we're in that. But exactly. it's the same thing. Uh, the Tigers or whatever, you know, yeah. we're back to sucking. Why? Because we sold everything to try to win. Right, in that moment Series. when you had the best we chance have. for it, which nobody can blame the Illiches for looking at the, at the Tigers in 2007 yes. and 2008 and sitting there going what do we need to do to win because right now 
is our best chance with the people we have. What's the missing piece we need to make this happen? Not only that, but uh, you know, Illich, like Illich, was he he was a big baseball fan. Oh, he's baseball, huge. First and foremost, that was his big thing. Yeah, that was his pride, and you know, he was old. It, He's dead now, yeah, yeah. and he was dying at that time. So they like, wanted to get a W for before, for the Illich, yes. for Mike, you know. And the Wings were the same way. It was like when when they drafted Steve Eiserman, yeah. and when they made him captain, he made a promise not to Detroit. Understand this? Everyone goes, "Oh, Stevie Y loves Detroit." He probably does. Oh, I'm no, not taking that away from now. him. But he didn't make a promise to you. He made a promise to Mike Illich, oh, yeah. saying, "I will bring you a Stanley Cup." And what did he do? He brought three. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, what do you no, want? <laughs> I, I agree. I agree 100%. I think that is a great take on your part because mine's a little bit different, and I think it's to a lesser extent. Yeah. Uh, I had heard that they wanted to trade away like Larkin and everybody, too. I don't like that, but my biggest thing, my biggest pet peeve with the Red Wings fans when things are bad uh-huh. is the wanting to keep crap players. Yeah. That is that is the thing that I do not understand with Red Wings yeah. fans whatsoever. We hate Jimmy Howard so much here, which is weird to me because Jimmy sorry. has a comparable record. I, to we've Osmond. been through Jimmy, yeah. and the stat lines show that you guys, everybody in Detroit, should give Jimmy all the respect in the world. And I agree with it being on the stat lines that you should. He was a hell of a goaltender. He was amazing. And to be honest with you, if you look at it record-wise and numbers-wise, he's better than Ozzy. Yeah. Okay? But you want to love Ozzy. Oh, no. I don't, I'm not trying to hate on Ozzy. This is right. not a no, hate no, no. on Ozzy No, We're not moment. doing that. But it's it's Ozzy's easy to love. Because yeah, he won. Exactly. And he's got a great personality. Exactly. So And Howard... The game changed when Howard was playing, and I think that's the big change, is that it's N- not... Not only did the game change, but the Red Wings changed. Oh, completely. And he was, for a while, the stable point you have in that team. That was it. And you don't want to <laughs> believe it. No. You don't, because you're sitting there going, no, it's Jimmy Howard. He let goals in. Like, <laughs> not very often. The decaying knees <laughs> of Nick Cronwall? Right. Like, that like, was his defenseman. Yeah, yeah, come on. You know, Defense and so, man. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I am on board. I, I am part of the train of hate on Jimmy Howard. Sure. But I am also in the informed part where I look at it and go, it's un like unstable. You right. cannot do it and have a valid argument because – any argument against you is going to win. Well, it's if you're going to make the argument for Osgood or whatever and how great he is, then you have to take away all of his credentials if we're going to crap on Jimmy. Because right. Number-wise, I mean, if you're going to sit there and say, well, Ozzy was so good for so many years and he was a dominant force in the league. Okay, go look at his record when he was in New York. Go look at his record when he was in St. Louis. Compare that to when he was in Detroit with a arguably – one Super of the team. greatest teams ever assembled. Not to mention he was a backup most of his time in Detroit. For a long time, yeah. Like, when those winning seasons came, the ones where we won the cup? Most of the time I he was a backup. most of the time he was a backup. I think there was only one season he wasn't the backup. Yeah. I think there was only one time. The other times, I think it was uh, 98. Yes. He wasn't the backup. Yes, because Vernon was the... Old yeah, and retired. retired. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, everyone wants to talk about, what was it, the, uh, the 01 wings. Yes. Okay. Which everyone goes, oh, they were incredible. Uh, the 07 wings are phenomenal. Oh, okay. Absolutely. But he was a backup to Dom. Yeah. Like, I love Ozzy. Oh, no. Don't get me wrong. He's one of my favorite goalies in hockey of all time. But 
during that you're period gonna of time, give him the nod of over dom during that period of time i did because dom was it, he had an amazing season right but then i watched him in the playoffs and that amazing season started to teeter real quick Isn't, but oh <laughs> one was the year he set the record for most shutouts in the postseason I'm not talking about 01. Oh, okay. About to say, <laughs> you can't say it was bad. No. He literally wrote the book There's on how other, to be a other, goalie other in the seasons, but Yeah, like 03, it was, oh my God, was yeah. it bad. But regardless of that, uh, regardless of any of that, the point of that being is that we, we sit there and we had Jimmy and everyone crapped on Jimmy, but you know who we all wanted to keep? Franzen. Mrazek. Oh, Mrazek. See, I liked Mrazek. He was young. He looked like he had a lot of potential. But I think what it was is that everybody else saw straight through it. Well, so The people that mattered saw straight yes. through it. No, no, Mrazek would have a, a game where he would get like a shutout and make oh, he lights you out. And you're just yeah. looking at it and you're like, well, this guy's fantastic. And then he would get crapped on for three games straight. But then everybody wouldn't blame him. No. They'd blame the defense not being right. able to get the puck out from in front of him. But when you have the guy who lets goals in but is just a steady model of consistency. That even when his defense sucks, he's going to stop 94% of the shots. We hate him. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> yeah, just going to crap on his you world. You just want like the lights out thing. But anyways, that's all I ever heard fans talk about was we need to get rid of – why did we get rid of Brazic? He was the guy. He was the guy. No, he wasn't. Uh Tatar. Why did we get rid of Tatar? Tatar was the guy. He well, was great. Tatar at the time, it was like that move was a tough one. But it wasn't. No, because the people that are smart and in charge of this stuff are able to see the writing on the wall well before any of us fans can. It's it's not it's not even that. It's just that people take these these great like goal scorers and the talent of the team because there's no doubt in my mind Tatar was the talent on the team at oh, that point uh, in time. Yes. Tyler Bertuzzi when he left, he was the talent on that team at the time. Yeah. Here's here's your issue. And you're seeing it now because when or when uh Bertuzzi was in the lineup. Now I love Tyler Bertuzzi. I think he's <laughs> I don't fantastic. think anyone doesn't like Tyler. But the issue is he's not a skilled player. He is a get in the corners, muck things up, have good luck, things go his way, right? And when you pair him up with Larkin, who is a skilled player, a more finesse player, and you just have these muckers in there, it was all just goals by luck. So now you actually have a Red Wings team that's looking really good. Why? Because everybody there is a skilled player. Yeah. They set things um, up. Herhog, uh, he cleared some stuff up for us, which thank you, because this was going to actually, I was going to have to look it up during okay. the break. Um, 0102, Dom's backup was Legacy, not Ozzy. Ozzy was in, I think, St. Louis or New York at the oh, time. Oh, yeah. Which I totally forgot about that. And then Ozzy was Dom's backup in 08. Yes, and that was what I was thinking. When of. he took yes. Hashik's job. Okay. Because that makes more sense because I remember because I remember it, yeah. but I was like, I don't know, one's not the year. And, and Herhock loves Tatar, by yes. the way. That's fine. But you can love him, but what he, did he do after the Red Wings, though? And that's this is my yeah. big argument. Like you take a look at these players, like I don't, I don't mind the fact that you like them. I'm not saying they're bad players, but when people are like, "This is the guy that we build the franchise around," or whatever, no, you're all upset about getting rid of mediocre players, right? They are second-line guys. They are third-line guys, but they were number-one guys for us on our team at that time because that team sucked. Well, and I think a lot of it, too, is, you know, you look at the Red Wings in general, right? Yes. The turnaround for the Red Wings when it came out of the Dead Wings was Stevie. Yes. Like that. It was one guy 
We all circled around and said, that's our guy. Yes. And we're going to build around him and build a dynasty out of him. And people seem to think that's the way you rebuild. No. No, that's a horrible plan. (laughs) You can't build it that way. And not to discredit Stevie, but there were also other really great things that happened during that period of time. It wasn't just Stevie that changed everything. No. He's the catalyst, and I'm not going to take that away. But if you don't have Lidstrom in there... You don't do as well. No, if you don't, if have, you don't the have the Russian five, right? If you don't have the <laughs> scouting in Europe to go, hey, nobody's looking at these guys, and we can take all five of them. So, so my biggest, <laughs> like, not just one or two, we can take all, all of them because no one wants the Russian because players. nobody knows how to use them right. We can take them, and then we have an entire setup, yeah, that will just rip into people. And, and like I said, this is it's great. Like the, the old times are great. All of that stuff is fine. But my biggest thing, the, the hot take that I have, what I drives me nuts when we're in the losing thing with the Red Wings franchise was always let's hold on to these mediocre players because we're gonna build around them. They're gonna be the guys. And like I, I watched Tatar play. Yeah, he was good. He was a good player. Oh, There's no no doubt yeah. about it. But like you watched it and you went. Yeah, there's no way he holds up to any other team, though. That's just not the yeah. skill set's and not there. And at the there. end of the day, what can he get for him? Yes. Which they, is Stevie's mentality well, is if you're going to work with us and you're going to fit into the scheme I'm building, then we're going to keep you. But if you don't fit, what can I get for you? Well, but that should be any – like, I, not to take away from Stevie or yeah, – because I don't know if that was during his time or not yet. Uh, Tatar? Yeah. It might have been a year before him, but right? But even, it was any, pretty any close. Any GM, though, like, yeah. that's the argument. That should the be G- the mentality. Any GM mentality should be like, okay, we are a rebuilding team that doesn't really have the pieces to build around, other than you know, Larkin is our going to be our guy. Like that was yeah, the that one was thing established. That was decided. Yes. Yeah. And aside from that, you're looking at the rest of the team. Any of these players that are showing any sign of brilliance. Larkin was super young at the time. Yeah. There's no – he's not going to be ready yet. You're not going to get, like, these guys aren't going to help him build along. You need yeah. another young core. You need to build this young core. You trade away these mediocre players. This is this is the biggest problem I've had with the Red Wings franchise throughout the entire time when we get, like, the hot take people or whatever, yeah. the worst takes. Let's hold on to bums. Yeah, no, no, let's not hold on to bums. Let's, let's get rid of our guys that have some value – and bring stuff in. So next team then. Okay, next team. So we've established that the Red Wings, the people have hot takes, but they're moving in the right direction. Sure. It's apparent now. It, it looks good. Yes, yeah, it's it's a good feeling. What's what? I have one yeah. franchise that yeah. I I'm not really great with. How so about the Pistons? I'll, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't listen to a lot of basketball news. I don't watch a lot of basketball. Um, and honestly, I don't even know if I can name two guys that start for the Detroit Pistons right now. I can name all of them, but that's a different story. But I don't know if I can name two. But with the and nobody really talks about the Pistons that much because in the NBA it's pretty to talk about other players. This is that's kind of where if I were to do my thing with with the Pistons argument, the basketball argument, it is no one cares about basketball. That's a fair statement. That is the one hot take that I have when it comes to basketball that upsets me. When they're in a losing losing franchise, when they're in the losing side of things. Yeah. People go, oh, it's not a basketball town. No one cares about basketball. But we all love the going-to-work Pistons. We all love the bad boy Pistons. Yeah. When they're winning, oh, we we'll really get like them. them. We'll yeah. get behind them. But, you know, it's not a basketball town. Like, that's that's the one thing, I guess, if I'm looking at basketball. Because the only other thing that I have would be a coach thing. And that's not what I'm getting at right now. It's it's a it's a fan base thing. So Holland traded to Tarta Vegas for picks in the following three drafts. That's a good trade. The, the, um 
Thank and, you, Harrowhawk. Yeah, and he said, uh, "Did you guys know we had a four-time Stanley Cup champion in studio?" Hey, you want to you want to mention that one again, Harrowhawk? Because I I will straight up Darren McCarty you <laughs> if you guys keep that information from me again. <laughs> like, I don't think you guys understand how absolutely freaking upset I was <laughs> at the fact that I didn't get a chance to meet that guy. I'm sorry, dude. I. Mm. I almost burned your studio down. <laughs> I, if, that's it. Done. Mm-mm. Burning it to the ground. Fair Screw enough. you guys. <laughs> What's your pisses hot take? What's your thing? Honestly, I mean, I, I okay. So understand this. The last time I paid attention to the Pistons, sure, was uh, go to work. Yeah, that, that makes that, sense. That was the last that's time fair. I knew anybody on it, and this and that. Anymore. Um, yeah, I'm sure he was a great guy. Uh, <laughs> anymore, the Pistons to me seem like the biggest bandwagon team in Michigan. Absolutely. Out of all the teams we have, they're the well, one bandwagon team. They're diehard Tigers fans. There's diehard Red Wings fans. And, of course, people bleed Lions. Oh, so. yeah. But I, I've, I think I've only met like one or two people that are like, Pistons are my team, dog, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like, always going to be a Piston fan. It's like, why? <laughs> like, I mean, no, because they're notoriously, like, good for a year or two, and then after that they suck for, like, 15 years. Yeah. So, I mean, the hot take with the Pistons, I don't really hear any. I don't know any. Um, because it doesn't exist. Yeah, that, nobody that, You cares. can ride my coattails on that right. one if no you one, want to. No one actually cares about you. I'm my, sorry. my biggest problem with this is that, like I said, there's just there's no talk. Yeah. No one cares. No one cares about the basketball here. You know, it's. I would make the argument that I'm going to make with another sport with basketball, but like that argument actually works for basketball. Yeah, no one actually cares about basketball. Yeah. Sorry, unless you have one of the big players on your team, nobody cares about you. That's that's the argument. So let's move on to that. Okay. The next the next team I'm going to do is the Tigers. And yeah. My biggest hot take with the Tigers is the idea that like when we're losing, everybody goes. We should just try to get the top free agent out there. When it was Aaron Judge, we have to get Judge. When it was Harper, why aren't we signing Harper? Why aren't we going after these guys? Baseball is a team. One, if there is anything that you know about baseball and anything about any sport is that baseball is so special because you can have the best player means nothing Look and you will Mike lose Trout. your ass off <laughs> the angels have two of the best players for the past 20 years on their team and <laughs> they are they terrible <laughs> and we're not even talking about like two of the best players like by marginalized no players. no like they were clear cut yeah like first ballot hall of famers unanimous decision type guys both of them and they're playing they were playing on the same team together for longer than a year yep <laughs> i think it's more like five now five to seven years yeah and they can't do anything with them because it takes more than one or two guys and that's why like so i i would have made that argument for basketball but in basketball if one guy can make it right if you pick up even at this age you pick up lebron you're a playoff contender instantly immediate playoff contender if you pick up one of those big free agents one of the biggest ones in the market you're automatically like that's it you're in contention right baseball is not that way yeah. You can get Clayton Kershaw at his prime. Oh, it doesn't matter. And you will still not make the playoffs. No. 
Like, it's that bad. And so baseball, if you want to talk about a true rebuild and what it takes, baseball is the team to show that. That it is a mental game. And it is chess. It's a mental game. It's chess, but it's also a lot of moving pieces. You can't just throw out the number one guy. I mean, we talk about Miguel Cabrera's decline and so on and so forth, right? And the resentment that people have for him, which is probably my other second hot take with that is that forgetting all of the past I with the guy who is great i um, will remember one spec i know that's that's been over that that's, that's your thing yep that's different i don't think he's a good person <laughs> he's a great person <laughs> I, don't I don't think he is but regardless <laughs> of that like the the you you have him in the the latter years of his career and given Power's going away. Oh, yeah. Speed is absolutely gone. Whatever Speed was bit never was really there, there for a while. Yes. Yeah. You know, just all of the stuff starting to go away, but it's compounded by the fact that you don't have anyone else in that lineup to yeah, you got protect nobody him. to help There's him. no protection. So, yeah. yeah, all that stuff is like, I don't really know how much of it is age regression and how much of it is just that, like, there's no more V-Mart. There's no J.D. Martinez. There's not. There's nobody there to have any protection at that plate. Yeah. So you need so many different things. Uh, you you can throw out like the you can throw out Justin Verlander, right? And he can be pitching his ass off and have a great game. But if no one scores any runs, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You guys want a perfect example of buying the best guy on the free agent market and realizing it didn't do anything, and this and that. Your team already did it. They did it once, and now you're begging them to get rid of him. Javi. Oh, yeah. He was one of the top two, arguably the top shortstop in the free agent market. Yes. Arguably. There was another arguably, guy. There I, was another guy. I can't remember his name right now. I would actually argue three other guys before him, but yeah, that's just me. But the argument was that there was one, maybe two guys sure. that were ahead of Javi. But Javi could have been the top one, no question. Like, that could have been an argument that you, you can make. You can make an argument for but, all three of the different yeah, people. They yes. go out and buy Javi because they didn't, they didn't sign Javi. They bought him. Yes. Like, he didn't want to come to Detroit. He no, just he wanted a paycheck. Money, yeah. yeah. And so you sign Javi. Like, you go out and buy him. He gets on the rotation or in the lineup, whatever you want to call it, this and that. He's been in Detroit, what, three years now? Yep, something like that. And people wish he didn't come back for a third. Like there are, oh, he's been here two years. Maybe, like he's had a very short stint in Detroit. Yeah, and Detroit has already said, "Screw that dude." Yeah, we don't want him. He's not in the mentality of a tiger. So tell me how you want the top end guy, but then you want him to be the mentality of a tiger. No, it's. It's you a, don't get it both ways, sunshine. <laughs> it's a mood argument. It doesn't matter yeah. what player in a 40-man roster does not make a difference. No. When you have a starting five in basketball, huge difference. Massive. But when you have nine guys that hit through a lineup, and then you have a whole pitching staff that's a whole other animal, right. one dude does not change anything. It's it doesn't sa- move the needle. Yeah, it's the same thing in hockey. As much as, you know, hockey, very similar you've got years. nine, maybe 12 guys playing forward. And usually, like, six guys playing defense, right? Yeah. One guy, can he make an impact? Of course. 100%. One guy totally can. Can he win you a Stanley Cup? No. No. Because he's not on the ice that long. I'm sorry. No. He's exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> like, how many of you guys have ever ice skated before? <laughs> like, you ever go all out for 16 minutes? Well, yeah. Doubtful, because I can go out for about 
15 seconds and that's it you talk about all the different franchises in that regard and it's never it's always pairings you always hear about pairings it isn't just like we love steve eiserman but you know sergey fedorov was a big deal here you know like you just you kind of go through all of it i mean the grind line was a great line would they be anything without draper or malt no exactly no i Nope, not at all. And, I mean, the argument can be made, were they anything without McCarty? Yeah, they were still decent, but they weren't the grind line. It took all three of them to be the grind line. I I would disagree with that to a certain extent. I think McCarty is the perfected grind line. Right. The idea that it actually added offense as well. Right. Whereas when you put, like, Joey Kosher on there or whatever, like (laughs) – you still had what the the purpose of the grind line. It worked. It still worked. The, the original reason, thought the of the grind of line yes. was that they were just a, everybody out there was able to be aggressive, physical, and beat you up, and maybe get a point or two. What they didn't realize is no, they can contend with a top line anywhere else. Well, and that that was it. It's not about scoring points. It was all about Physicality. wearing down yeah. the top line. And I would argue with Kosher, it was still a complete possibility there. The only difference yeah. is, is you don't have McCarty shot because that's, McCarty could shoot. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. Is the original intent of the grind line? Yes. Was wear down your yeah, yeah, yeah. your big guys on the other side, wear down your top scorers mm-hmm. and things like that. What they didn't realize is when they were running Maltz, Drapes, and McCarty. Was not only were you wearing them down, you were putting points on the board. Yeah, that those three knew how oh, to play. I I would I would make that argument every day, but I would still say it's just as effective or you know similar to. I would say similar, but I don't I don't. You're right, you're right. Okay. I, I don't see it as the grind line. I'm sorry. I, it's I not. would still call it that. I would I would take the rendition when they put Applicator in there and not call that the <laughs> grind line you anymore. Can't. But Applicator's not allowed to be called. He's on a grind line. That doesn't Applicator's work. Applicator's not allowed to be called anything. No. Let's be honest. You want to talk about like the most hyped player ever that just didn't really do much. Yeah. He, oh, he had that really great season. Yes, between Datsuk and Zetterberg in their prime. Yeah, I would think you could probably be pretty good no matter what. Because in all honesty, you guys can talk about Abelkader was real good. Brett Hall was pretty good. He played between Datsuk and Zetterberg. But Brett Hall was already a pretty well-established hockey player. But at the same time, they made Hall look good when he was in his like late 30s. Sure. Same with Bertuzzi. Like, right. Like, just, <laughs> hey, we're going to dance around. You get in the middle, all right? Just get in the middle and cock that sucker back. <laughs> I would actually argue that Applicator was the worst fit out of all of them because at least with Bertuzzi, you had stick handling and puck handling. Like, you had a guy that could do other things. See, whereas... I, I enjoyed Hull, Datsuk, and Zetterberg. I thought that was a fun line oh, to watch. You just watch one guy rip it and then the other two guys <laughs> yeah. dance around. Yeah. Because the one dude stood in the middle of the ice just standing there. Like, he already had the stick back. Yeah, boss. And you see, like, Dotson Zetterberg are over in the corners trying to fight for the puck, and then all of a sudden it squeaks out, and you see the defense just part like the effing Red Sea. So, like, oh, missile's coming. Good luck, goalie boy. <laughs> the guy made it. He's, he's honestly like Thomas Holmstrom, except. Not in front of the net. Yeah. Yeah, right. just over just on the blue line having set. a great time. <laughs> yeah, just completely just, different skill like, set. Every, I think at some point, everybody imagined just seeing Hole out there where he's like, all right, time to get in my spot. Yeah. Gets on the blue line. He's like, hang on, I got to put the stogie down so I can rifle another Maverick at this guy. Like, get ready for the piss missile, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Stop this one. <laughs> so like but regardless one one player cannot change a franchise in in the idea of baseball it does not work that no. way what's yours 
for what is your baseball? baseball thing. What's yeah? What's your uh, Tiger hot take that you absolutely can't stand? That I can't stand. Yes. Um, people that worship the ground Miguel Cabrera walks on. That the Tigers will never be the Tigers without Miguel Cabrera. I don't ever hear that. Oh, back in like what 2015. That was a long time ago. Gator. It was long enough for me to remember. We're also talking about losing era, not yeah. back when he was God. <laughs> I don't care. I um, know you don't care, but uh, you're, you're you're being petty right now. I am petty. Um, <laughs> hot take for the Tigers right now. Yes, losing when when we're losing. That Hinch is not the right manager. Interesting. I have heard people say that. It's I have time. heard that a lot too. And yes. <laughs> you guys are stupid. I, I would I would agree that's an annoying thing because I think there's a lot of things that comes with managers in baseball. And mm-hmm. while Osmus, correct, we, we screwed the pooch on that one. So he was worth a shot. He was worth the shot. He, I'm not going to yeah. take that away from him. He was worth the shot. And, you know, I'll, I'll agree with that. But, like, the, your, your, man, your fickleness with your managers are absolutely ridiculous. Like, I do believe that a manager has a big part in, in – player development and mentality and so on and so forth but i also think it's completely over exaggerated as well i think people want to see a jim leland again i think there i don't think everyone called for him to leave when he was you know well yeah but i think the overall mentality with leland was everybody loved him he was a baseball man he was a baseball guy sure and it's like yeah he was nobody's gonna argue that he wasn't a baseball guy because he was in his 70s still showing up to a game in cleats yes like he's a baseball guy that's just and so he was easy to enjoy doing that but at the same time do you think that that man was developing a young player like brennan bosch no no do you think brennan bosch was developable (laughs) yes I do. I do. But do I think that Leland was going to take time out of his day to develop a guy like Brandon Bosch? Or do I think he was going to sit in his office and smoke a carton of Marlboros and drink a pint of whiskey? That. That. Yeah. That's exactly what he was going to (laughs) do. He was doing it in the dugout. Exactly. So, So, I mean, A.J. Hinch is a great manager. He is. He's a good guy to have in there. He can hold the team down. He can set the lineups the way they should be set up by what the players are able to do. And at the end of the day – he has no problem going out there and arguing with an ump and getting ejected. Yep. Welcome to the world of being a baseball manager. Set your lineups, and when stuff goes wrong and you feel the mentality changing in the dugout, go rile your team up by getting thrown out of a game. It, when it comes Done. to having a good manager, you have to have a guy that uh, has the team backing, that the players like. It's exactly. super important. Yeah. But also has the ability to cut ties when he knows to cut ties to move things around and try different things. Part of uh, Needs to be a respected businessman absolutely that's the world you need to be in and the man knows how to win yeah he knows what it takes he knows when the players have the stuff and don't just take a look at all the rotation in the lineup this year is fantastic i think that's a good take gator i like that we do have to take a break here yes when we get back we'll do the lions fair enough yes let's open for discussion on solidstateradio.net we'll be back right after this let's stick around The Sessions Concert Series is an opportunity to get the bands that I play on the show on a stage so that you, the listener, can see them live. We're going to BMO's in Bay City on Saturday, October 28th, and it's coming jam-packed with fantastic Michigan bands. Witch Fist, Fangs and Twang, Fukushima Daisies, and Slumlord Radio. You'll find BMO's at 701 South Madison Avenue in Bay City. Come celebrate Michigan-made music at BMO's on October 28th. Doors open at 7. Support local music. 
Swiftla Technology is a Flint-based engineering services company focused on helping you design a technical solution to your business needs. We offer prototype and proof-of-concept services to help you evaluate your idea or workforce augmentation to help you make your idea a reality. Specializing in electronics and software, our team is ready to help you figure out what to build and then help you build it. Find out more at swiftlet.technology. Welcome to Historic Lapeer. Named for the stone that lined the bed of our river, we are a vibrant small town where our residents proudly walk in the footsteps of fur traders and natives. We are born with an independent spirit, and that spirit has lived with us from the early days of dueling courthouses to the east-west rivalries of dueling high schools. We are an unusual oasis, close enough to be truly connected, far enough to be a place apart. We are proud of our past and excited for our future, from our cool new businesses, coffee shops, restaurants, and boutiques, to the huge support for the theater and the arts. We invite you to discover this place we call home, discover why we say Historic Lapeer, remarkably close. Hey, it's the Goat Boy from Open for Discussion, a show where we give the best and worst unsolicited advice. Every week, we ask our audience questions and scour the internet for funny, relatable, and thought-provoking advice that we break down. Ever wanted to know if you're the a-hole in a situation? We got you covered. Join Gator and I every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. for witty banter, insightful conversation, and a general hodgepodge of a good time. Only on SolidStateRadio.net. You can now use your Alexa device to listen to Solid State Radio. Find the Solid State Radio skill in the Alexa app, and she will hook you up with your local alternative fix. Hey, Alexa, play Solid State Radio. Playing Solid State Radio. This is a game changer. This is going to blow things up. Self-destruct mode engaged in 5, 4, 3. No, wait, Alexa, cancel. Just one more way you can enjoy your local alternative, Solid State Radio. Alexa, you crazy around and find out. Are you tired of your project getting outsourced to contractors and subcontractors? Well, these are the sounds of a job well done, and that's what you can expect from Accurate Exteriors. Tony and his team will work with you one-on-one from the estimate all the way to the finished product. Whether it's roofing, siding, or gutters, still have doubts? Check out their five-star ratings. Trust me, they can do it. They also have financing available. Give them a call for a free estimate at 810-394-2597. As I look around the studio and see things hanging on the wall, all the things that we're proud of and that we've done here in the studio and for the community, and I think to myself, how is it Trish does this? Trish over at Hall of Frames does an amazing job. So one day we went over and asked her, Trish, what is it? How do you see these things? She said, it's simple. If you're proud of it, frame it. And that is what she founded her business on. You'll find Hall of Frames at 392 West Nepissing Suite 3, downtown Lapeer. Telephone number 810-660-7874. That's 810-660-7874. When was the last time you visited downtown Lapeer? Hey guys, Jim from the Lapeer Main Street Hour here, and I want to invite you to rediscover downtown Lapeer and all that it has to offer throughout the fall and holiday season. With 13 dining establishments to choose from, downtown Lapeer has one of the hottest up-and-coming food scenes in the area. Make it a day and enjoy an afternoon of shopping, arts, and entertainment. With over 180 businesses, downtown Lapeer truly has something for everybody. Great food, shopping, entertainment, and more. Isn't it time you rediscover downtown Lapeer? Hi, I'm Brian Herrick, owner of Happy Days Smoke and More. We're an old-school head shop with a unique atmosphere. We carry local CBD products along with a wide selection of vape and garden supplies, custom-blown glass and etching, also tattoo parlor, bulk tobacco, and much, much more. That makes us one of a kind and no one like us. So come on in and let us help you find what you need. Happy Days Smoke and More is located next to Rick and Nick's Party Store south of Bad Axe. 
When you want to unwind, Cascade and Lounge in Metamora has everything you need. Hot food, cold drinks, kino, six pool tables, pinball, darts, air hockey. For the musicians, every Thursday night is open mic night. Then on the weekends, Cascadens has the best bands around lighting up their stage. Cascaden Lounge is located at 4099 South Lapeer Road in Metamora. Give them a call at 810-678-2116. That's 810-678-2116. You deserve to relax, and now you know the place. Cascaden Lounge. Radio.net. Uh, when we hit the break, we were going through like the different hot takes that people have in this town about the professional sports while we're losing. Yep. And so we made it through all the other teams. We're finally on the Lions. Which and everybody wants to hear people talk about anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's it's what everybody cares about it's the most. The, it's the sexy team right and, now. And it's kind of fun because for once, the Lions are actually looking to break the mold and actually be the you know best team in town, which is something that... Is surprising. Yeah, it's probably never it's weird. been said before. Don't know how to explain it. <laughs> yeah. Don't know how to work with this. And I'm I'm happy for you guys, and that's great. Uh, but you know, I've had to endure, and I'm gonna go endure. <laughs> Everybody wanting to talk about them for thirty-three years yeah. because I'm not gonna count this year. I'm you, not gonna count this. I year. don't think you can. No. So I'm gonna say thirty-three years of just your suckery. I don't even know if you can count last year. Yourself. I do count last year. You can only count half of it. I don't care. I'm that just half saying. still exists. You know, like that's that's the thing is you can only count half of it. But it still exists. It doesn't matter. It and still exists. It only, still happens. That's only if you count season years and not calendar years. It still happened. <laughs> I don't care. We're done with it. Um, you can't you can't silver line right. when you didn't make it. That's fair. They, they yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, you're right. They didn't make it. It, was it super freaking close? It, it was oh, a very positive yes. thing, but you yeah. act like the be- like people act like the beginning of last year didn't happen, which they should not forget it. And um, it, and it did, and right. it, it it's still capable of happening again. Oh yeah, except worse because now you've got a really great start to the year, and there's no reason you should lose. Right. But if it happens in the opposite direction, oh, that's so much worse. Oh, that makes it <laughs> so much worse. So much worse. So so, but today was that day. Yes. Today well, is today the day of losing. But it happens. Um, it does. It happens and to the best teams. I feel like the fair and the um, mature response to this is you are going to lose one bad. Every good team has one bad loss. Yes. Take it where it happened now instead of happening in, you know, January. Absolutely. <laughs> if you're going to take a bad loss, take it in October. And if you're going to take a bad loss, take it to a team that's actually good. Even if you don't, take it in October over December or January. Well, 100%, but I can feel a lot better about losing to uh, <laughs> Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore over, you know, the Bears. Yeah, without a doubt. You lose to the Bears, I'm looking at you and being like, what is this franchise? Right. So here's the question, though. And here's what it comes down to is the hot take that we're going to get from today. Yes. Because hot takes are common. Oh, yeah. Like, this well, wasn't an easy loss. And so. A hot takes for today. But before we get to that, I want to finish, like, during the losing times. Uh-huh. Because the Lions have a lot of losing times. That they do. What is the hot take that you absolutely despise people doing every year? Need a new quarterback. That's, that's the one you're going with? I hate it. 
I hate that answer all the time. That the answer to a losing team is a new quarterback. Like it's always a new quarterback. Got to get a new guy behind the center. He's got the ball every game. He's got the ball every play. He's the manager out on the field. Um, no, he's not. Ninety percent of quarterbacks anymore do not call plays. Um, they're being fed all the plays through the helmet, and they can barely. Most of them barely audible anymore. And even if they do, they audible based on what's already been given to them. Yeah. So you're on the field generals. It's not as common as you think anymore. They're not these, you know, like everybody wants to put the quarterback on a pedestal and go, he's the smartest guy in the field. He knows the playbook better than anyone. He reads the defenses and calls the plays to get his team in position and all this other stuff. No, he doesn't understand. Do you remember the quarterback from high school? Yeah. Would you consider him a field general, the smartest guy you ever met? No. Or would you look at him and go, he's an effing moron. <laughs> he's dumber than a box of rocks. He doesn't know how to tie his shoes other than the bunny ear method. <laughs> like, and you're going to put that man on a pedestal and say he's the smartest man on that field. Um, Doubtful, because <laughs> I remember a couple of these linebackers that were geniuses. <laughs> Absolute we're geniuses. Cases, yes, but... <laughs> You know, or linemen that were like freaking like Albert Einstein, like absolute phenomenal mentality, like knew the game, knew the knew everything. It was unbelievable. But then you saw the quarterback and he walked in. He's like, what's up, guys? How's it going? It's like, oh, pretty good, man. Like, how you doing? Oh, I'm okay. It's like, how's that math test? What test? (laughs) Like the one we've been talking about for like all week. (laughs) Oh, we got a test. What's it on? Well, probably has to do with math, considering it's a math test. Oh, I thought it was about a science class. Like, like these are the guys that think a peanut butter and jelly sandwich tastes different if you put the jelly on the other side of the bread. It doesn't? No. (laughs) Like, like they go, I eat my peanut butter jelly with the peanut butter on top because it tastes better. (laughs) What? What? I would actually argue that there is a difference. I don't think there is. I think there is. No, stop it. It's it's stop. It does it, there is a difference? Oh in my that. god! It's all the same taste, but it's how it hits. You get that jelly first. You get the hit of the jelly before you get the peanut butter. Oh my god! I can't stand it right now. Oh. <laughs> no. Yeah. You ever eat a pizza upside down? Yes. Tastes different. No. Yes, it does. No, it does. It tastes like pizza. (laughs) No, your taste buds aren't refined. Oh, my gosh. I guess not. I I, I must have the high school quarterback of taste buds. That's my problem. They're children that love dino nuggets, and there's nothing better than a dino nugget. The dino nuggets taste better because they're shaped like dinosaurs. (laughs) Uh, regardless it's a preference thing anyway because it is all the same taste like at the end of the day but it just matters what you're getting first yeah but they'll make the argument that it tastes better to them it does oh my god (laughs) they like that hit of jelly first these okay these are the same people that will go to a gas station okay and they will see the three grades of gas. Uh-huh. The low grade, the mid grade, the high grade. Sure, and they right? get high grade every single time. No. Oh. Because their car doesn't say that it can take high grade. 
Okay. So they'll go, I can only get 87. My car can't handle 93. Uh-huh. Let that stem for a minute. Just just let it just sit in that for a bit mm-hmm. to understand that they will not put premium or high grade, whatever you want to call it. They will not put it in a car because the car says, no, it doesn't directly say it can handle it. Yeah. But that's how gas works. Yeah. I'm not. These are the same ones as well that put uh, political bumper stickers on their truck because it changes people's minds. hundred <laughs> percent. But <laughs> they put the milk in the bowl before the cereal. Some people do that. They, you're a psychopath. It just that's a different argument. You're getting you're getting in weird places oh, when it comes. These to are food. the people. They're dumb because the the milk before the cereal people. The reason they do that. So the cereal stays more crunchy. I can't. I can't right now. Uh-huh. I can't handle these people. That's fine. I'm just telling you, there's, there's different styles of doing things. Some of your arguments aren't, aren't really uh, airtight here. That's fine. That's fine. They don't have to be airtight. <laughs> they have to be just reasonable enough for everybody to look at and go, oh, yeah, no, I know people like that. I mean, the bunny ears thing, you, you got me on that one. Right. But, like, I've, I've got nothing for you there, but. Yeah. <laughs> okay, how, does this work, that they're the kind of people that when you tell them, it's on your left side that they have to put their hands up for a second? Yeah, no, really... that's perfect. There you go. <laughs> hey, left. Left. <laughs> oh. oh, that brings back, like, bad dating memories. Yeah. yeah. People are like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that relationship didn't last so long. <laughs> I wouldn't imagine it did. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> okay, so so here's mine. For the past 33 years, uh-huh. all I get to hear about it every year, the beginning of the year, is how great that they've done in the preseason. Oh, God, yes. This is my hot day oh, that I hate yes. the most. Oh, they, they killed it in the preseason. This is the year. Lions are going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, and I'm like, God. oh, my God. It means nothing. It means dick all. Like, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Any sport, if you're talking about the preseason, it no means nothing. No one cares. <laughs> the only preseasons that are like minorly exciting, and I'm going to really put emphasis on minorly, are when you're in a rebuilding team and you get to see some rookies go to do stuff for the yeah. first time. That's it, because you get to look and go, oh, yeah, no, name, cool. They're right. actually doing something. But, like... I don't know when Justin Verlander sucked all like spring training. You don't look at him and go like, "Oh, it's gonna this suck. It's gonna be a bad year for him." No, you look at it going spring training. It doesn't matter. He's got a whole career that right. says otherwise. And you're looking at spring training going, "Well, he wasn't that good. Why? Well, he was just figuring out his curveball." Like you make excuses for that man. But but we're gonna look at the the preseason when the Lions will tote out their starting line for the majority of the game. No kidding, he won. <laughs> You were playing against a B team the entire time. Right. No, yeah, yeah. Your bench well, we got to get our starters reps, so we're going to play them all game. <laughs> they get no breaks. <laughs> you know, Look, we won. We won 46 to 8. It was amazing. Third string guys are just like, this is probably the only time we're going to be on the field all year. Right. You want a hot pocket? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's a, but every year, every, every year. single year, yep. this is going to be the year. Look how good they did during the preseason. And it's just like, no, you morons. Stop and, it. Yeah, and to not, you know, beat on the same point we've made before. The year that the Lions won every game in the preseason. They went undefeated so, in the preseason. It's my favorite. It was amazing. We were all looking at it going, wow, this might actually be pretty good. We're going to do okay. How did we end up that year? Zero and 16. Oh, okay. That's fair. It's my favorite. That is yeah. my favorite Lions year. Yeah. It will always be my favorite Lions year. It'll be my favorite over when you guys win the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the most exciting time in football was for Detroit in the past 50 years? When we went 0 and 16. When the Super Bowl was in Detroit. Oh, yeah. We yeah, weren't yeah. even part of it, but man, yeah. it was exciting. <laughs> I, I want to preface this because. Even if the Lions go and win the Super Bowl and how amazing for this town it will be, oh my it God. will never replace 0-16 in my heart for the sole fact that I had to hear about that damn preseason the right. entire time it happened. <laughs> and so no matter what happens, what success and craziness that goes on, it's always going to be like, oh, yeah, but that preseason <laughs> where you're undefeated, that was great, right? Can you imagine for a moment? Suck it. I don't care. If Detroit won a Super Bowl. Oh, it's going to be Bedlam, man. Like They like set the town on fire and right. cars for the World Series. Like, do you understand how much red would come out of the city of Detroit? Oh, yeah. Like, it would be glowing for months. Uh-huh. Like, they wouldn't know how to contain themselves. No. They would burn everything to the ground. Oh, absolutely. It would be like the rebirth of the city of Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> like a phoenix coming yeah. out of the ashes yeah okay like that's that's the way it would go sure the year that detroit wins a super bowl is the year that detroit actually burns completely the to the ground <laughs> <laughs> out of celebration and here, here's the crazy thing like it's a joke but also i'm like, like yeah no i kind of you know yeah. it might happen <laughs> right like i'm not gonna say that it's uh, completely a farce. <laughs> no, because Lions fans have been crazy enough to stick by this team for... 30, 40, 50 years. 60 years, whatever it is yeah. at this point, yeah. 70. <laughs> it's been 70 years. 1956. Jesus. 70-year drought. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. You guys have faith in this. I just... I'm... There has been a, two generations... <laughs> Like, born and died, and nothing's happened. Generations of suckage. Right. Yeah. Oh, like, we're not talking about, like, well, a dad and his son. No, we're talking about, like, grandpa to grandson, and nothing good has ever happened. And you're just, like, the middle piece going, yeah, no, I, I get you. It right. sucks. Yeah. No, uh, like, it's at the point now where I don't know if I even want Detroit to win the Super Bowl. Like, you don't need to. It's okay. <laughs> Like, win a playoff game. Make me happy. Just win sure. one. Nobody's going to burn the town down for winning one playoff game. Oh, That's No, 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 no. That's not going to happen. They're okay. not going to burn the town down for winning one playoff game. But if you win the Super Bowl, you will implode oh, the city. Absolute bedlam. Right. Like, I'm going to go to work with flak jackets on. <laughs> like I'd call in. Right. Like, I'm here to fix things. Okay. What's in the truck? Nothing. Nothing <laughs> is in there. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Don't burn it down. <laughs> Don't do it. Oh, they're, they're flipping it. They're, oh, they're well, flipping. never mind. No, nope, nope. they no. figured out that I can get gas. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're peeing on it now, oh, too. Well, well, yes. Yeah. Well. Wait a minute. Wait. Mm, yeah, that was a boom. 
Oh, that's gone. Yeah. That is just, it's <laughs> gone. Hang on. Got to make a phone call. <laughs> How am I getting home? Hey, headquarters, uh, your truck's down here. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. This is scary. <laughs> One day I just felt like running. <laughs> right. I didn't stop. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got to Oxford and said, time to kick it in third. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, you're right. It'll be madness at that. Oh my today, gosh, so. I can't imagine. But yeah, that's my that's my craziest thing. That's my biggest hot take when it comes to that. When people sit there and they do the uh, just the preseason thing, and I've had to hear it for so many years, I can't think of a single thing out of any other sport that has annoyed me more than the preseason talks. They want to hang their hat on something they can win, but you're hanging your head. It's, it's the same as a preseason game. If you're getting excited about a preseason game and the Detroit Lions playing good in a preseason or whatever, it's the same thing as you getting excited about your college football team winning the first game of the season. They should. <laughs> you're playing against nobody. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't get excited that you beat, you know, Texas state penitentiary university like <laughs> no one cares well it's like uh you know so so when central beat was it michigan state like years ago something like that yeah yeah, yeah no that's super exciting but if you're michigan state that's embarrassing well, it's <laughs> the same thing as like michigan losing to appy state yeah like there's a reason that that replay is played over and over and over it is probably the biggest upset in college football history like, and that's not because I'm a Michigan fan and it's like anything that happens to Michigan is the biggest deal in the world. No. Like, it's really, really bad. Top tier team throughout right. the entirety Penner, of college sports. Yeah, perennial powerhouse. Always considered a top 10 team. Gets Appalachian State. Absolutely <laughs> mollywopped <laughs> by a team. That nobody knew existed. <laughs> like, if you ask anyone, where's Appy State from? Like, do they even know that Appy is Appalachian? Yeah. Like, what's the Appalachians? What? <laughs> like, these people don't know. Yeah. Like, well, it's not Michigan football. I don't care. That team from the South. And, you know, we're big brother. And we got to take care of this and do business. And Nick Saban's a D-hole. And, you know, like... You go on about all of it, but if you ask him, where's Appy State from? Oh. <laughs> Do you no. even know what the Appalachians are? Wait, those are a thing? It's a ravine, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> like, that's the that's the level of it. That's your high school quarterback that's right, right there. Quarterback. That's it. Your high school quarterback that ever made it, he's probably the biggest Michigan fan you've ever met in a day in your life. <laughs> That's that's what I'm trying to talk about here. He's the dude that's rolling around that like he got a, a license plate for the University of Michigan, even though he never went there because he was too stupid. He's just like, it's for fans, right? Nobody goes to Michigan if they don't play football. Holy F. <laughs> never mind it being one of the most prestigious colleges or universities sure, yeah. in the in world. The, you know, United States. Yep. Like, never mind the fact that some of the best doctors in the world come <laughs> out of Michigan there. medicine's kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah that, uh, that, like, you know, no, screw that. You didn't play football? 
What you go to Michigan for? Oh, I'm a dentist. I have my PhD in in you know dentistry, and I'm a doctor, and this and that. Oh, oh, you did you take care of the football team? <laughs> Oh no one cares. They're so dumb. Well, no, I just that's that's a whole different topic of my disdain for college <laughs> sports in general because at the end of the day it's college, like the education portion of it, but let's forget all about that. Oh yeah. Football. Yeah. You got to get on a football train. Like, what are you going to do for the rest of your life if you're not playing football? Oh, I don't know. Maybe get a well-paying job from the University of Michigan degree that I got for free. How about be able to walk when I'm 50? Oh, that would be ideal. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, yeah. did you play football? <laughs> we got to take a break. When we get back, uh, you want to do hot takes from today's game? Yeah, sure. Why not? We sure, can have we some can fun, that. With that. We'll have fun with that. Uh, you guys are open for discussion at SolidStateRadio.net. Please stick around. Please. <laughs> Solid State Radio, your alternative for local talk, local sports, and local music. The Sessions Concert Series is an opportunity to get the bands that I play on the show on a stage so that you, the listener, can see them live. We're going to BMO's in Bay City on Saturday, October 28th, and it's coming jam-packed with fantastic Michigan bands. Witch Fist, Fangs and Twang, Fukushima Daisies, and Slumlord Radio. You'll find BMO's at 701 South Madison Avenue in Bay City. Come celebrate Michigan-made music at BMO's on October 28th. Doors open at 7. Support local music. Swiftlet Technology is a Flint-based engineering services company focused on helping you design a technical solution to your business needs. We offer prototype and proof-of-concept services to help you evaluate your idea or workforce augmentation to help you make your idea a reality. Specializing in electronics and software, our team is ready to help you figure out what to build and then help you build it. Find out more at swiftlet.technology. Welcome to Historic Lapeer. Named for the stone that lined the bed of our river, we are a vibrant small town where our residents proudly walk in the footsteps of fur traders and natives. We are born with an independent spirit, and that spirit has lived with us from the early days of dueling courthouses to the east-west rivalries of dueling high schools. We are an unusual oasis, close enough to be truly connected, far enough to be a place apart. We are proud of our past and excited for our future, from our cool new businesses, coffee shops, restaurants, and boutiques, to the huge support for the theater and the arts. We invite you to discover this place we call home, discover why we say Historic Lapeer, remarkably close. Hey, it's the Goat Boy from Open for Discussion, a show where we give the best and worst unsolicited advice. Every week, we ask our audience questions and scour the internet for funny, relatable, and thought-provoking advice that we break down. Ever wanted to know if you're the a-hole in a situation? We got you covered. Join Gator and I every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. for witty banter, insightful conversation, and a general hodgepodge of a good time. Only on SolidStateRadio.net. You can now use your Alexa device to listen to Solid State Radio. Find the Solid State Radio skill in the Alexa app, and she will hook you up with your local alternative fix. Hey, Alexa, play Solid State Radio. Playing Solid State Radio. This is a game changer. This is going to blow things up. Self-destruct mode engaged in 5, 4, 3. No, wait, Alexa, cancel. Just one more way you can enjoy your local alternative, Solid State Radio. Alexa, you crazy. 
around and find out. Are you tired of your project getting outsourced to contractors and subcontractors? Well, these are the sounds of a job well done, and that's what you can expect from Accurate Exteriors. Tony and his team will work with you one-on-one -on -one from the estimate all the way to the finished product. Whether it's roofing, siding, or gutters, still have doubts? Check out their five-star ratings. Trust me, they can do it. They also have financing available. Give them a call for a free estimate at 810-394-2597. As I look around the studio and see things hanging on the wall, all the things that we're proud of and that we've done here in the studio and for the community, and I think to myself, how is it Trish does this? Trish over at Hall of Frames does an amazing job. So one day we went over and asked her, Trish, what is it? How do you see these things? She said it's simple. If you're proud of it, frame it. And that is what she founded her business on. You'll find Hall of Frames at 392 West Nepissing Suite 3, downtown Lapeer. Telephone number 810-660-7874. That's 810-660-7874. When was the last time you visited downtown Lapeer? Hey guys, Jim from the Lapeer Main Street Hour here, and I want to invite you to rediscover downtown Lapeer and all that it has to offer throughout the fall and holiday season. With 13 dining establishments to choose from, Downtown Lapeer has one of the hottest up-and-coming food scenes in the area. Make it a day and enjoy an afternoon of shopping, arts, and entertainment. With over 180 businesses, Downtown Lapeer truly has something for everybody. Great food, shopping, entertainment, and more. Isn't it time you rediscovered Downtown Lapeer? Hi, I'm Brian Herrick, owner of Happy Days Smoke and More. We're an old-school head shop with a unique atmosphere. We carry local CBD products along with a wide selection of vape and garden supplies, custom-blown glass and etching, also tattoo parlor, bulk tobacco, and much, much more. That makes us one-of-a-kind and no one like us. So come on in and let us help you find what you need. Happy Days Smoke and More is located next to Rick and Nick's Party Store south of Bad Axe. When you want to unwind, Cascadon Lounge in Metamora has everything you need. Hot food, cold drinks, kino, six pool tables, pinball, darts, air hockey. For the musicians, every Thursday night is open mic night. Then on the weekends, Cascadens has the best bands around lighting up their stage. Cascaden Lounge is located at 4099 South Lapeer Road in Metamora. Give them a call at 810-678-2116. That's 810-678-2116. You deserve to relax, and now you know the place. Cascaden Lounge. Solid State Radio. That's not cool. But it happens to, I tell you what, it happens to fellas, too. You borrow your pop's car, say, I met, I met Josephine down at the supermarket, and she's so pretty, I'm going to marry her. How long you known her, man? Six minutes. That's cool. So you love her. Yeah, I love her. And then you find out Josephine's hanging out with Timmy. I didn't pay for this. I want my money back. Everybody, welcome back to Open for Discussion on SolidStateRadio.net. I'm your host, Adam the Goat Boy Luthie, and in studio with me is my co-host, Gator Grant. Hi. I had a disappointing off-air. Yeah. During that last break was a disappointment break. I'm very sad right now. <laughs> I usually... Okay, we've talked about food. I'm going to derail us for a minute. Sure. Just because I don't know if we want to spend an entire segment on hot well, takes with the Detroit Lions. anyway. Because at the end of the day, the Lions got their asses kicked, but move on. Sure. It's just that simple. You're going to have a bad loss, whatever. But um, so I usually bring in some sort of snack, right? Yes. Because I'm an adult with, or I'm a child with access to adult money. Yes. Um, So like I usually bring in something, I don't know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not so good, <laughs> but usually it's like gummy bears. Like I love gummy bears, oh, yeah. man. I love gummy bears, but 
I'm also a fan of spicy food. Yes. I like spicy food. It's mm-hmm. tasty. Um, and so the people that make the one chip challenge, Packy, Pocky, Paqui. <laughs> I think it's Pocky. But. I think it's Pocky. So they make they make uh, tortilla chips. But I like Paqui. 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 <laughs> the, 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 those uh, them there Paqui chips. <laughs> um, Pakui. Pakui. <laughs> Pakui chips. Um, so they make they make tortilla chips, much like um, a Dorito. Yes. Um, and so me seeing them, they don't come in big bags. They're small bags, mm-hmm. which immediately went, ooh, they're trying hard because nobody sells a small bag that doesn't put in a lot of effort. Right. Right. They usually just sell the big giant, you know, like mass consumption sure, bags. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and so I was like, okay. And they had three different kinds. They had the not so hot. Okay. They had the super hot. Okay. And then they had the freaking hot. Okay. Okay. Now, I know that this company makes a one chip challenge. Yes. It scares the hell out of me. Yes, it should. Right. Like, I don't know if I'll ever try it. I wouldn't. I don't know if I will. I might get like curiosity gets the better of me one day god i hope not and i just eat like a, i i don't think i would ever do the whole like eat the whole chip oh no. you would just take a bite and yeah see just take a corner and see what it's like okay no that, i could see that right That's fair. like curiosity might get there on me okay okay number one i think it's gonna taste like absolute trash yeah no i don't think it, there's anything with the taste on no it. i don't think you look at it for flavor i don't think you get any taste out of it. no i think you just get straight hot yes um but these people, they made this bag, and it was called the super hot one. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy the freaking hot one because it scared me. Yes. Because the one chip scares me, yes, and I didn't want anything near that level. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked before as well that I pushed the boundaries with the salsa man. At, <laughs> yes, you did. At <laughs> I forgot um, about the salsa man. Yeah. Right. The salsa man um, really stepped up to the plate, and I finished that salsa, by the way. I ate it all because I also am frugal. And yeah, I uh, paid money for that. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> um, frugal is one way of putting it. Yeah, or, you know, stubborn. That's another way of putting <laughs> it, yeah. Um, but I did eat all of that. And as hot as that was, it was very good. And I was okay with that. Like, I mean, it cleared up my sinuses for a couple nights. Let's put it that <laughs> way. That stuff was hot. It was brutal. But it was very good at the same time. And sure. so I was okay with it. And so I bought these chips, and I was like, man... Like, we're going to try it. Yeah. I'm going to try it. I'm going to find out. Mm-hmm. Because I live in an F around and find out world. Sure. And so I might as well do both and have a great time. So I opened them. And normally, anything spicy, you take a smell and that that pepper just hits you. And you're sure. like, oh, no. Uh-huh. I may have made a grave <laughs> error here. <laughs> um and so that's what I was expecting. And I opened it, and I told Goat over on the break, I was like, mm, I'm concerned because I don't smell spicy. Yeah. Like, I just smell flavor, which I've never smelled a one chip. So I don't know what that's I like. Don't know. These people are tricky, and it scares me when people that make food are tricky because that's a personal thing. I'm putting it in my mouth. <laughs> well, if, it freaks you out when you see that the, the main thing they're known for Right. It's something that has put people in the hospital. Right. So. And I buy something that they call super hot. Yeah. So, obviously, I'm already on edge. Yeah. So, I opened it, and I tried one. I'm, I'm glad that Pakui. Pakui. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't watch our show. Yeah. Step your game up. <laughs> 
There ain't nothing there. I'm sorry. Like, even if there was heat, it took me about four chips to get to there where I maybe tasted a little bit of heat. Okay, and I have uh, I have a less heat tolerance than you. I, I Maybe. Yeah, or no, you uh, just have more of a sensitivity to be able to taste it. Could be. I, mean, I don't I know. We've never gone shot. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. never gone chip for chip or anything, and I don't think we, we ever should. We never will because <laughs> you'll win, and I, I just don't like the pain. I don't think we want to go there because I don't enjoy the pain of heat either. Yeah, no. And that's what we would get to. Or you would bow out so quickly, and then I'd just get curious and go, well, I'm just going to keep going. Yeah, no, and that's either way, that's not going to go well, and I'm going to be unhappy because, no, because I feel ev- like pain. Well, eventually, I'm going to put myself in pain. Yes. Because I can't not do that. Yeah, no. They, they showed up. Uh, someone showed up. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was Corey even. Like, somebody at work gave him, like, a fresh bag of habaneros or something like yeah. that. Yeah. They were inside the studio Super or good. whatever. And everybody took a bite out of theirs or whatever. Yep, nope, I was the bitch that day. It's hot? I can't. Okay. Like, couldn't do it. I right. mean, I, I ate it, right? Right. But boy, did I suffer. Right, like one like, of those, oh, I should not have done this. I like peppers. I like heat. Right. I like heat because I like the flavor that comes with it most of the but time. But when something turns into just hot. Pain, I don't Yeah. Know. And everyone else gets to drink milk. Right, you don't have that luxury. Nah. Because then you're paying double the price. Yeah. Yeah. But, and if anybody's curious about the uh, pepper world, um, the Carolina Reaper is no longer king. No. They've created a new pepper. Yes. They call it Pepper Pepper X, X. (laughs) which hats off to you for giving it a unique name. Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay, I, I liked the Carolina Reaper. I thought that was a really yeah, no, cool that's name. That's a cool name. Pepper X sounds like something was created in a lab. Just I'm to me, pretty painful. confident that's what yeah, it that's was. probably what. It, yeah, yeah, but still, it does. I mean, and when you get to these level of hot peppers, they don't look pleasant either. Like the <laughs> look wor- like a nutsack. Well, and not only that, but like it's like Mother Nature's trying to warn you of shit. Yes. <laughs> you know, no, which yeah, yeah, yeah. She sh- she probably should because. You know, like nobody looks at one and goes, oh, that looks appetizing. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't because it's not. You're not meant to consume it because it's going to kick you in the balls. Right. But go for it. You're one of them pain Olympic boys. Have a great time. Yeah. I'm not. No. But I don't mind spicy food, but I'm not one that's like, oh, hurt me, daddy. <laughs> like, no, no I'm good on that. Like I said, it has to have flavor. It's it's yeah. honestly like if you go to a buffalo wing place, right? Yeah. This is always my best example. If yep. you go to a buffalo wing place and you get mild, all right, cool, I get that. You like buffalo taste. You like the flavor. You like you the like buffalo a flavor. Yeah. yeah. Not much, but, you know, you like a little bit of whatever. You know, I always go medium. Okay. Always. Yeah. Because you get spice with medium. You can, yes. You can. I mean, every place is different, right? Because I've gone places and their medium sucked and I got their hot and that was what I would consider medium. I've also gone places where I've gotten medium and I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, what's wrong with you people? (laughs) Who hurt you? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, like, but regardless, I usually never go complete hot. And the, the reason for that is it's all the same taste it's the same flavor it's just buffalo sauce at that point yeah and they just add capsaicin like crazy yeah that's all it is so i like the flavor i want a little bit of heat because i like the little bit of heat 
I don't want to die. And like, and not even die. I just don't want to sit there and be uncomfortable. I don't want to eat right. something and just be like, oh, I need to take a drink now or just sit there and feel some pain. I don't need it. Well, and like, that's the other part of it too, is like when you get into the spicy food, like I don't mind if like you make my lips burn a bit. Yeah. I don't mind if you make my tongue burn a bit. Like that's totally understandable. Even my throat because you know, that's spicy food. Sure, that's yeah. the way it is. When you make my gut hurt, when my vision starts getting weird. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, when you're affecting other parts of my body that shouldn't be affected by this. Or or if I'm in pain for a long time. Like, if I if I eat one thing and I'm sitting there and five minutes later I'm still just going. Like, no, I don't, I don't want that. Right. Nobody wants to have that for that long. Like, you know. I, I can think, deal with two seconds of it. That's right. fine. But I think horseradish is a perfect example of this. Yes. Horseradish and wasabi. Love it. Horsey sauce is great. Right. Like, it burns you for that moment. Yes. And it's a good burn. Like, oh, yeah. true horseradish burns you for a minute. Oh, I and hate it's what nice. it does to my nose a little bit. Though. Right. Burns yeah, straight through the nasals just, yeah, and everything. That sucks. Right. But within three seconds. Gone. Done over with wonderful that's what i'm looking for perfect hit me hard but then be done you give me this creepy sneaky heat and yeah. it just sticks around forever no, yeah, no i don't want you. that i don't want an hour later to like burp and then all right. of a sudden be like "Ooh, pain right like, no that's... i don't need the phoenix of hot peppers <laughs> <laughs> like that's not what i'm going for here <laughs> a lot of phoenix references there today. are yeah <laughs> welcome to the game yeah. um no like i don't need that i want like you know immediate and then run away yes that's fine like just take a few bites of it and then realize mm, maybe you don't want another one sure okay that's, that's cool you know or, or if, if it is a little spicy or whatever i take a few bites of it right and i go okay it's a little hot let's let's eat the fries or let's, eat, yeah, let's you put know, some sour cream on it or something help me out a whatever little bit. my other options are at that point in time and then go back to it yeah, let me dull this out and then bring it back and then dull it out and bring it back. And that's fine. I don't want the thing that where I try to dull it out and it does dull out, but then I take one more bite of it and, and it's, it's just right like right back. Hey, buddy, I never went away. <laughs> right. It's like the fire that wasn't fully put out. The Smokey's yelling at you for right. right? Like, did you stir the pit? <laughs> <laughs> There's still embers here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. no I don't want that pain. So hey, we've got five minutes. So essentially, let's do your hot take for the Lions Day. Let's just do this. Get it out of the way. For today? Be, yes. Aaron Glenn deserves to be fired. That's what's going to happen. Because they got trounced. Okay. And their defense couldn't stop them. Do you disagree with that? Or is that your take? Hmm, I disagree. Okay. Because he's done such a great job for so long. Okay. Last year, first half of the year, could you have convinced me of it? Yes. Oh, Buddy, yes. This year, can you convince me after one game against Lamar Jackson? No, you can't. Because at the end of the day, he has a defense that is playing very, very well. And I, he's got his team playing well. If that's a hot take people have, I don't like the idea of firing people based off of one-game performance. No. I don't think there is a one-game performance in the history of any sport. Do not care. Right. That is a fireable offense, unless they, you know, did something really egregious. I guess, right. like, yeah. hit somebody or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, like threw yeah. a chair at a kid. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. But like, aside from that, Bobby Knight. <laughs> In case you didn't know his name. Yeah. Look him up. He's hilarious. He's a not friendly person. He's not a good person. No. A real bad person. He's, but he's like, kind of a dick. Regardless, uh, 
I don't I don't think that there are fireable offenses in, in the no. cases of losing or whatever the case might be if it's a one game basis. If you have multiple games or you've shown a large inconsistency over a season or even if it's if it's a pivotal game, but it's still like even if you get to a spot where there is a quote unquote pivotal game, that mm-hmm. means that there were flaws all along and that's right. why you're having a pivotal game to begin with. Yeah, and I mean if you guys want to make the argument that Aaron Glenn, who's the defensive coordinator for the Lions, by the way, if you guys look at the game today and you're like, oh, we should fire Aaron Glenn. He can't run a defense. Well, your offense only scored one time. Once. So are you on track with firing Ben Johnson? Because I can tell you right now, ain't nobody in Detroit wants to fire Ben Johnson. Right. You guys would give him the keys to your car tomorrow. Well, and what's, what's the, what was the score? Uh, Again, thirty-six to six, something like that. Was that it? Okay. Um, hang on, I will make sure we get the right one. Okay, all right. Detroit Lions football team, thirty-eight to six. Thirty-eight to six. Okay. So, in any given day, what would be the acceptable amount of points for the opposite team to have on you? Because in football, you're rarely if not never shutting somebody out yeah it doesn't happen too often but if you can keep them under 24 you've probably got a good chance of winning so 24 is the acceptable thing i would say 24 is the high end of what you'd want to give up that's what i'm getting at yeah like if you if you gave up 24 points you're looking at it going that's not great but it's acceptable right it's your defense played mediocre yes okay Mm -hmm. fair enough that's fair because at the end of the day you're playing against really really talented people and that's that's it like i I just want to know what the acceptable amount is i would say you know where you look at it and go like yeah that happens that's okay yeah i'd give you 17 to 24 perfect okay what is the acceptable number at the the smallest amount that you can score on the offense and win like that i would expect to win yeah uh 24 to 28 that's the smallest amount I would look at that. If you can score 28, you should be winning Any that game. Any given Sunday, what would be, like I said, the lowest that you think would be acceptable? Oh, 17. 17. Okay. Yeah. So that's it. 17. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of games that win like so 17 to 14. So that's an 11-point difference there that's a big from deal. what the offense is, mm-hmm. from the lowest acceptable point. For the Detroit Lions offense, 17 is too low. For what that team is and the players they have. All right, fair enough then. Yeah. I For mean, them, I expect 28. Okay, you expect 28. Yes, they are that that powerful of an offense. I think we offense. need to cater that down a little bit more. I'm sorry. Let me see here. I'm not giving you 28. Hang on. I'll give you 24. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'll give you 21. Do, do, do. I'll give you 21. I'm not giving you I'm not giving you 28. I don't think that's reasonable. Uh Lions beat the Chiefs 21-20 this year. Give you 21. In Air, in Arrowhead. Yes, I, I, I'm aware. Yep. Uh lost to the Seahawks at home 31-37. Okay. Uh beat the Falcons 20 to 6. Beat the Packers in Lambeau 34 to 20. Packers suck, but let's we yep. can Uh beat the Panthers 42 to 24. Panthers also suck. Beat the Bucks in Tampa Bay 20 to 6. Okay, so see the good teams though, it's around 20. I'm going to give you 20. 20 is your cap. That's what the expectation is, right? 6. You're 14 points off. I mean, if you're going to count two touchdowns. Would you count the Seahawks as a good team? I think you have to. Yeah, I would. Yeah, they scored 31 on them. Sure. But we're I'm going to average here. Okay. So, we're talking 20 points. I'm going to go 
if you want to give it 21 to give a nice round to it or yeah, whatever. Yeah, 21 is fair. I, I will, I'll give you 21. So we'll do 21, which means that they were 15. 15 points off. You're 15 points off, right? Two touchdowns. That's two touchdowns. That's a big deal. Now let's talk about the defense, right? Uh-huh. We said the acceptable allotage for that was 24? 17 to 24. We're, gonna, we're, we're doing 24. Okay. Okay. So you gave up 14 more than your acceptable. Yeah. You gave up two touchdowns. You gave up two more and you didn't score two. So it's so the if you same were, you're in the same boat. It's the exact same boat. Yeah, if you were to take those two and swing them the other way, like say 14 points goes to the Lions and yeah. 14 points goes away from the Ravens, right? You still lose the game. So you didn't play good. No, you just did hundred percent. But while we're talking about firing or whatever, I just want to reiterate the point. Like, if we're looking at the minimum maximum on both things, it's the same way both ways around. So, if you were to fire your defensive coordinator, you would also have to fire your offensive coordinator. Like, if that's your overreaction, if that's the take you're going to have, then yeah, you're absolutely right. That is the only way to go. Because, and at the end of the day, guys, one game. One yeah. game. You lost to a good team. It's okay. Yeah, just kind of get over it and realize. You, you need to stop burning everything down. Yeah, and not only that, but if you're concerned and if you're worried and this and that, don't be too concerned. Lions have Monday Night Football next week. They play the Las Vegas Raiders. And you realize I did not say Las Vegas. I said the Lost Vegas Raiders. Because they are garbage. Now, if they lose that one. We, we start to, have to having a conversation here. Conversations need to happen. Absolutely. And that's that's the part where, like I said, that's where I would find it to be concerning. Because, like I said, last year, you can't discount the beginning of the season. No. We have high hopes going into this season because of the end of last season, right? And so far, it looks like we're year. proven. Huh? I'm cur- I can't remember what the beginning of last year. I know we lost a lot, oh, but I can't bad. remember what we... Okay. Lost to the Eagles. Beat the Commanders. Lost to the Vikings. The bad loss last year, like we had a couple in the beginning of the season that were really, really bad. Yeah. Uh, Losing to the Patriots was really bad. Yes, because Pat sucked last year. Yeah, they beat us 29 to nothing. Yep. That was really bad. And then the Cowboys, we lost 24 to 6. You know, it's super funny because we were talking about how bad the defense is and so on and so forth, but I'm hearing really bad offense in both of those. Yeah, the the offense was not clicking, and that was the whole problem because – before that like first game in the season anyway last year we lost to the eagles right yeah 38 to 35 it's a good outing that's a good outing um not on the defense side but no it's horrible but beat the commanders 36 to 27 you should the commanders suck right lost to the vikings 24 28 lost to the seahawks 48 45 your offense is moving. I can understand the criticism on defense in those <clears> cases, <throat> but like when you talk about the offense not even scoring points, that's where it's, it's bad. Disconcerting. But regardless of all of that, I, I don't care. It's one game. You're going yep. forward. I would just pray to God that you beat the Raiders because if you don't, we're going to have different talks. Yeah, you don't beat the Raiders, and um, you start talking about the idea of washing the season. Yep. Like you end up going into the bye week because after the Raiders is the bye week. Mm-hmm. If you go into the bye week five and three because you lost to the Raiders, uh-oh. Uh-huh. You should start having freaking sirens going off. I, I said last year, the beginning of the season happened. 
It right. is perfectly plausible and possible that it's just the reverse order this season. Oh, boy. And I'm not telling you it's going to happen because by all accounts, by all means. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. But and it looks like you have a man, great team. But if you it does. Can you imagine the fallout? Nope. Oh, that'd be brutal. That'd be worse than, than 0-16. That would be worse. It would be heartbreaking for the fans here because 0-16 oh, yeah. looked bad from the get-go. So, yeah. Yeah, this, this looked like playoff contention. Yeah. No, this is actual Poor. disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd anyway, be ugly. Got to take a break here. You guys, this is open for discussion on SellStateRadio.net. When we get back, we got some topics to talk about. The Sessions Concert Series is an opportunity to get the bands that I play on the show on a stage so that you, the listener, can see them live. We're going to BMO's in Bay City on Saturday, October 28th, and it's coming jam-packed with fantastic Michigan bands. Witch Fist, Fangs and Twang, Fukushima Daisies, and Slumlord Radio. You'll find BMO's at 701 South Madison Avenue in Bay City. Come celebrate Michigan-made music at BMO's on October 28th. Doors open at 7. Support local music. Swiftla Technology is a Flint-based engineering services company focused on helping you design a technical solution to your business needs. We offer prototype and proof-of-concept services to help you evaluate your idea or workforce augmentation to help you make your idea a reality. Specializing in electronics and software, our team is ready to help you figure out what to build and then help you build it. Find out more at swiftlet.technology. Welcome to Historic Lapeer. Named for the stone that lined the bed of our river, we are a vibrant small town where our residents proudly walk in the footsteps of fur traders and natives. We are born with an independent spirit, and that spirit has lived with us from the early days of dueling courthouses to the east-west rivalries of dueling high schools. We are an unusual oasis, close enough to be truly connected, far enough to be a place apart. We are proud of our past and excited for our future, from our cool new businesses, coffee shops, restaurants, and boutiques, to the huge support for the theater and the arts. We invite you to discover this place we call home, discover why we say Historic Lapeer, remarkably close. Hey, it's the Goat Boy from Open for Discussion, a show where we give the best and worst unsolicited advice. Every week, we ask our audience questions and scour the internet for funny, relatable, and thought-provoking advice that we break down. Ever wanted to know if you're the a-hole in a situation? We got you covered. Join Gator and I every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. for witty banter, insightful conversation, and a general hodgepodge of a good time. Only on SolidStateRadio.net. You can now use your Alexa device to listen to Solid State Radio. Find the Solid State Radio skill in the Alexa app, and she will hook you up with your local alternative fix. Hey, Alexa, play Solid State Radio. Playing Solid State Radio. This is a game changer. This is going to blow things up. Self-destruct mode engaged in 5, 4, 3. No, wait, Alexa, cancel. Just one more way you can enjoy your local alternative, Solid State Radio. Alexa, you crazy around and find out. Are you tired of your project getting outsourced to contractors and subcontractors? Well, these are the sounds of a job well done, and that's what you can expect from Accurate Exteriors. Tony and his team will work with you one-on-one from the estimate all the way to the finished product. Whether it's roofing, siding, or gutters, still have doubts? Check out their five-star ratings. Trust me, they can do it. They also have financing available. Give them a call for a free estimate at 810-394-2597. As I look around the studio and see things hanging on the wall, all the things that we're proud of and that we've done here in the studio and for the community, and I think to myself, how is it Trish does this? Trish over at Hall of Frames does an amazing job. So one day we went over and asked her, Trish, what is it? How do you see these things? She said it's simple. 
If you're proud of it, frame it. And that is what she founded her business on. You'll find Hall of Frames at 392 West Nepissing Suite 3, downtown Lapeer. Telephone number 810-660-7874. That's 810-660-7874. When was the last time you visited downtown Lapeer? Hey guys, Jim from the Lapeer Main Street Hour here, and I want to invite you to rediscover downtown Lapeer and all that it has to offer throughout the fall and holiday season. With 13 dining establishments to choose from, downtown Lapeer has one of the hottest up-and-coming food scenes in the area. Make it a day and enjoy an afternoon of shopping, arts, and entertainment. With over 180 businesses, downtown Lapeer truly has something for everybody. Great food, shopping, entertainment, and more. Isn't it time you rediscovered downtown Lapeer? Hi, I'm Brian Herrick, owner of Happy Days Smoke and More. We're an old-school head shop with a unique atmosphere. We carry local CBD products along with a wide selection of vape and garden supplies, custom-blown glass and etching, also tattoo parlor, bulk tobacco, and much, much more. That makes us one of a kind and no one like us. So come on in and let us help you find what you need. Happy Days Smoke and More is located next to Rick and Nick's Party Store south of Bad Axe. When you want to unwind, Cascade and Lounge in Metamora has everything you need. Hot food, cold drinks, kino, six pool tables, pinball, darts, air hockey. For the musicians, every Thursday night is open mic night. Then on the weekends, Cascadens has the best bands around lighting up their stage. Cascaden Lounge is located at 4099 South Lapeer Road in Metamora. Give them a call at 810-678-2116. That's 810-678-2116. You deserve to relax, and now you know the place. Cascaden Lounge. into them right away because I actually had a lot of topics and I don't think we're getting to all of them today. Uh, probably not. And, uh, you know, so we'll, we'll start off with one which is, I don't it's not great, but it's the idea of who, who do you, you get sides sometimes. You, you end up in a situation where you have to take sides between two people. Oh, yeah, all the okay. time. Yep, uh, it happens. Yep. And this one I feel like is super clear cut but the world is weird. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and go through with it. But let's before I even get to it, aside between your best friend and your significant other, whose side do you take? Significant other. Unless 100%. it's been... It, the only way you don't is if it's a dramatic, awful, stupid thing. Oh, if it's completely thing. wrong yeah. on... Yes, but no. if it's just a minor disagreement, um, there's one person that has your back, and there's another person that scratches your back and also plays with your privates. <laughs> No, that's not thinking of your wiener. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just saying. My husband lost his best friend from high school because he crossed the line with me, and now I can't stop feeling bad because I shouldn't have said anything. Uh-oh. And this, I disagree with this woman here. Okay. Because I think she should have absolutely said something. And it's, it's it puts her in an awkward situation because it sucks. You really care about your partner, <clears throat> and you want them to be happy, and you right. see how much friendships mean. And so this could be, you know, it could be a driving thing. Anyway. Two weeks ago, husband's friend had a horrible fight with his wife, and she kicked him out of their house, so my husband and I decided to welcome him into our house. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Well, he was living with us for a few days. At first, everything was normal, but then he started making me uncomfortable like never before. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-huh. 
He started invading my personal space or brushing up against me when he passed by. Not okay. And things like that. And I refused to believe that he would do something like that after so many years of friendship. So I kept quiet and never said anything to him. But apparently that encouraged him more because he didn't stop. Right, because you never told him no. One day I was in the kitchen and my husband was upstairs taking a shower. And he said he wanted to help me. But all he did was get behind me with the excuse of taking something from the cupboard to rub himself against me. Not okay. And that made me feel very disgusted, so that day I talked to my husband. Unfortunately, he believed me and confronted him immediately, and he flatly denied it and said that I was lying and he should, quote-unquote, put me in my place. Oh, snap. And my husband hit him, and it all ended in a horrible physical fight that only could be stopped by calling my brother-in-law, who was a block from our house. Uh, see, okay. No, yeah, I don't know about uh, violence, but yeah, I also understand violence. Yeah, I'm about to say, like, I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and get on my high horse and be like, well, no, somebody told me. No, because you would deck him oh, in his I would drop him you. so fast. Sack of potatoes. Like, Excuse me? One more time. Yeah. Maybe I didn't hear you the first time. Yeah. And it no, would be. I know you. Yeah, about two words would come out of your mouth, and then if it was the same two words, it would be, and you're going to find the floor. I'm not catered to violence. That's not the route I'm taking. Right. But. I get, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I know you and I know most people are rational by, because while I'm not prone to violence, it doesn't mean I don't have violent thoughts. Right. That's the thing. Like, (laughs) I'm not going to actively go look for a fight, but if you say something like that about my wife to my face and she's in a place where she can hear you as well. Yeah. Like, nope. No, and I (laughs) may want to hit you very badly. It's just this level of self-control that's here. That's. I would have it for a minute. But I feel like in the situation like that, no, it would click a switch immediately. So since then, my husband and him have not spoken again, and I doubt they will because my husband is really mad at him. And I can't stop feeling bad. What if I imagined it all? I mean, we have a three-month-old. We haven't been sleeping much. It is possible to have hallucinations when you did not rest well. She's just trying to come up with every excuse. She's trying not to be the reason that he lost a best friend. And And I get that, but you aren't the reason. And that's the thing you have to remember. You are not the reason here. No. Uh, they have been friends since they were in high school. It was the longest friendship, and it was destroyed in seconds because of me. No, I should have it was con- not. You are not the reason. I should have confronted him alone to avoid this. No, you should no. not have. That's a really bad situation to put yourself in. You did. You did everything right. The only thing I don't like that you didn't do first is that the first time it happened, you didn't make it obvious of, hey, no. Yeah, that you're not comfortable. Like, you knew from the get-go. You knew that first time you went, "Mm, nope, that was unnecessary, and Mm -hmm. that's not okay. And let me put a staple on this right now. You're right in that regard. You should have told him that you were uncomfortable. I do think that that's – I think it's also a very difficult situation and tough to say too, though. It is, but – I. I understand where you're coming from. Okay, I can get on board with one time that you went, "Mm, maybe that was just a mistake. It's a weird thing. Twice, now if you don't say something, this is on you. Three times, mm, comes a pattern. You need, like, you needed to do what you did. Yes, absolutely. So I, uh, my husband thinks it's not like that. That the right thing to do was to tell him, and it's not my fault. But I feel that it is. He's telling you what you should be feeling. He's trying to help you. One of their friends that they have in common took his friend's side, and they stopped talking to my husband, too. And the worst thing is that everyone blames me because they think I brainwashed him and turned him into someone unrecognizable. And for the reason, I let words affect me, and I don't know how to stop thinking like that. My husband has supported me a lot, but I still feel bad. Is this a normal feeling? Will it go away with time? Here's the thing. 
your husband's friends are not good people. No. They're not his friends. Nope. They're not his friends anymore. He realizes this now. It's mm-hmm. unfortunate sometimes that it takes something this bad to happen yeah. for you to realize that people in your life aren't good people. But here's here's the end all. You you uh, It's not your fault. Nope. 100% you did the right thing. None yep. of this is on you. It's all on him. And to not blow this, like, to... If you do something wrong on accident, what is your first take? What is your first reaction? Oh, crap. Yes, followed with? Uh, I messed up. Okay. I own or, it. I'll own it Or I'm sorry, an apology. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean... That's remorse. That is when you realize you did something wrong and that you're in the wrong. Right. And, it's at middle. Know, it's... it's um, yeah, Accountability, remorse, remorse yes. Yeah. Uh, his first reaction was... You need to put your woman in place. No. That that showed that's every bit of character I needed to see. Yeah, that's everything. Yeah. That's it right there. You know, your husband's in a better place. He just realized who his friends were. It's super unfortunate. It sucks. It's not a position anyone wants to be in. But I'll tell you what. I would rather you know be with my spouse that I absolutely love and means the world to me than have a friend that is like creepy and not really cool. Right. No, at the end of the day, like, and... Let's also keep in mind that his wife just threw him out of the house. Right, because of an argument, and so he probably has been in the wrong anyway. It's putting perspectives (sighs) in place. It really is. Um, Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's your wife. You know, it's, it's like, I know a lot of people, they don't, you know, they may say the same thing about, like, well, it's my girlfriend or whatever. Sure. You know, and I can get where people get to that point, but I am of a different mindset where it's one of those, that's your girlfriend. You know, like, could it turn into something more? Yeah, it mm-hmm. could. But have you made the ultimate commitment to this person yet? Mm, no, you haven't. And so that's a different playground, in my opinion. I know that's maybe not shared, but it is what it is. Sure. But when it's my wife, at the end of the day, what you did to her, you might as well have just done it to me. Because that's basically what you did. Because I, once again, traditional mindset of two become one. Sure. So what you say to her, what you do to her, would you do it if I was there? And if the answer is no, hmm. Well, I mean, just it's, it's the boundary crossing. Friends don't do that to other friends. No. So just in, regardless of wife, girlfriend, no, whatever. I do understand, like, the wife thing puts yeah. uh, more longevity to it. It is a higher position. I, to a I feel extent. like it's a like, bigger commitment. I, I would agree because there's a lot more involved with that. I think and it's so. a commitment for life, yes, yeah. as opposed to, you know. Potentially fleeting. Yes. Yeah. So I understand where you're coming from. I do think that that does have some significance to it. But at the end of the day, I don't think there really isn't any. I I don't care if you actually dated this woman for two weeks. Even if you were in a relationship with her for two weeks, it's the second week. Your best friend should have known better and done better. Your best friend doesn't treat somebody you're dating like that. So you add the wife thing on top of it. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, It's like the same thing of like if you're in a relationship with somebody. And like, you know, that is your spouse, that is your wife, that is your husband, whatever it may be kind of thing. Like when my wife would tell me stories about when she was working and like things that somebody would say or whatever, and they would say it to her and she's just like, you know, this and that, like there were times that I had to tell her, I was like, either number one, you have to let me go in there or number two, you need to handle this because they can't get away with talking to you. Like, like that's unacceptable. Yeah. Like understand it's as if they said it to me would you allow someone to talk to me like that and she goes well no it's like huh <laughs> like i'm about to go 
burn buildings to the ground right now. <laughs> and I think that's the difficult part about being a significant other to somebody because at the end of the day with you, you and I are probably along the same suit of like, yeah, I'll put up with your crap. Yeah, I'll yeah, put I'll up deal with, with this. I'll deal with it. It's not a, a big deal or whatever. And you just kind of you shrug it off or whatever. Right. But, you know, you have that empathy or the uh that that carry nature or whatever it's a protector yeah you're a protector so like you hear that to somebody that you really care about you love you know so on and so forth step right in you immediately just you get that defense you get that irk you're just like "Mm, i don't like this this bothers me a lot i think you need to understand how uncomfortable i am right now yeah (laughs) and i think that's you know i think that's a really big portion of that it's not it's i mean to not bring a weird thing into it you know the whole sheep sheep dog and wolf thing yeah like i don't view my wife as a sheep no by any means but do i view myself as a sheep dog of course well i i think that's uh it's a fair thing in in that regard i think a lot of it comes down to like even with friends though or whatever you hear mm-hmm. a friend getting talked to a certain way and you're oh, like, i'm gonna step in yeah you step it because you're just like no you can't you know whereas like you don't get to talk to him like if, that yeah but if they were talking to you like that, you, you typically just go, eh, just avoid the confrontation, uh, yeah, whatever, I mean, right, well, F him, whatever. Yeah, and it's one of those, I've you know, like we talked about last week as well, the whole sensitivity and tough skin. I've developed that for myself to know when I need to take action and when I don't. But, but you just get protective of the people you love. And 100%. that's really what it comes down to. At the end of the day, you're protective of the people that you love and 100%. you care about the most. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it's weird when it starts happening when you get that protective for your parents that's a weird feeling that is a strange thing it's a weird world to live in my friend i believe it's a very strange world to live in where like i love my mom and dad to bits Mm -hmm. and they can more than handle themselves like they can more they're more than capable but at the same time when i you know like if i go up there to visit Mm -hmm. and i hear that you know this person has been doing this and i can go talk to them guess who puts on his shoes Yep, no, I And it's it. like, hey, 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 let me chat at you for a minute. I could see how the role reversal would be it's very strange. It's weird. Yes. It's a strange feeling, but at the same time, like, I think that's what you do. Like, if you're that kind of person where yes. you are a protective person and that's the way you're, you're designed, that's the way your mentality is wired, like, you can't get away from it because it's, it's your core being kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, it's weird to have to be that. But at the same time, there comes a point in time where you have to. Yeah, I agree. And it's very strange for me to be like, to get done and then like talk to my mom and be like, hey, I took care of that. Yeah. And she, what, what? It's like, no, no, he ain't going to bother you no more. Like, <laughs> I took care of that one. Don't worry about it. Yeah. She's like, oh, well, thank Like, of course, she's like, well, thank you, you know. But at the same time, it's like. It wasn't that long ago you had to do that for me. <laughs> like, I I have, like, it's just a really weird feeling of jealousy when it comes to this to a certain extent with you. Uh, just just <laughs> because, like, I could talk well. You know, right. I could be eloquent as far as speaking goes, and I can make peace and so on and yeah. so forth or whatever. But I, there is a certain level of intimidation that you have. Apparently. Being, well, you're a bigger guy. You're a taller guy. You got the beard. You're very manly looking. I, this you is know. what I've heard. Yes. And, and it's, right. it's we've talked as well. It's hilarious to me. Oh, it is because you're a big teddy bear. But <laughs> exactly. like, I, No, I understand that. That's fine. But I also am very uh, aware of my standing on all of that. And right. How much I don't fit that bill whatsoever. So like, even if I get all going to be angry or whatever, like, 
No. Yeah, no nobody's going to be scared of that. Nobody's yeah. looking at it and just be like, I should really take this guy seriously. Like, I really have to rely on using the right words. Yeah. Because I can't just go in and be like, hey, listen, you. Fuck you, man. <laughs> right. Like, I can't. <laughs> can't do that. Yeah. Uh, Kathy says it's a great thing that the husband reacted right away instead yes. of making excuses for the friend. Yeah. No, 100%. Straight. We've got nothing like... The only arguable thing you could say about the husband is that he threw a threw a hit. He, he, yeah, yeah, he went that, for violence. that he went physical immediately off of the first statement. Yeah, um, that's the only thing you could argue. Isn't that great? But with the way that the best friend was acting, no, I understand and then the, it. The first comment he put in, I think that argument, as much as everyone goes, violence is never the answer. No, but sometimes it's a really good alternative. Sometimes it feels real nice. Sometimes yeah. it's what gets your point across better than others. Oh, I think so. Yeah. And so I, I'm i not going to condone. No, no, not at all. Not condoning it. I Like you said, it's, it's, it's a... Uh, it's not looked at as being the greatest response. It's not the perfect response No, but you there. can convince me it was necessary. And it's not going to be that hard of a convincing. Uh, you don't even have to convince me that's necessary. You could just tell me that that's what happened, and I can look at you and go like, yeah, I get it. Like, mm, I don't think okay. it was the right move, but I get it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Fair play. I want to I wanna get through one more real quick because okay. I do want to get a lot of stuff off the plate. Uh, is it immature for me to be mad at my wife, not because I'm actually upset, but because she would be if roles were reversed? Yes. Okay. Uh, a little context. I have more laid back between the two of us. Uh, we both know that, and typically it works very well in our relationship. This morning at 6.45, I was woken up by my wife's friend knocking on the door and ringing the doorbell. Apparently, they, she had a long layover and asked my wife if she could stop by and hang out for an hour or so instead of sitting in the airport. I hadn't uh, officially locked down plans, but the friend, or they hadn't officially locked down plans, but the friend sent a bunch of texts last night and this morning confirming that she was coming, but my wife was asleep and didn't see them. Okay. Uh, my wife didn't even tell me there was a possibility of anybody coming over this morning. Granted, we have a lot of family stuff going on with two very young kids in the house, but there was zero mention of it. Now, I'm not actually upset about what happened. My alarm goes off at 7 a.m., so I missed 15 minutes of sleep. Her friend is super nice. I haven't seen her in a couple of years with COVID and new babies. It was nice catching up with her after I groggily figured out what the heck was going on. Right. Uh, I ended up taking her back to the airport one hour round trip because she stayed too long talking to my wife, and the other way of getting back would have taken too long. Right. Uh, my, the Uber wouldn't come yes. in time. My issue is that my wife would be livid if I did this to her. Okay. Uh, I would be profusely apologizing the rest of the day and trying to make it up to her. My wife is kind of laughing it off like, wow, isn't that crazy? My friend came all the way from the airport this morning. Uh, she knows I'm very laid back and don't care that much about the inconvenience. My wife is wound tighter and wouldn't understand it at all if I accidentally didn't tell her about a surprise early morning visitor and had her drive them to the airport. I haven't told her how I feel yet because I'm not sure if my feelings are valid. I'm not upset. I just can't imagine a million years ever doing this to her and her laughing it off. Yes, you're being immature. If you actually have a problem with it, if it's actually upsetting you, the thing that happened, like if that is something that is causing you discomfort or you're mellowing in it kind of thing or wallowing, um, then yeah, you need to have a discussion with your wife and you need to tell her like, hey, I understand what happened. It was a freak accident. I'm not overly upset about it because it worked out fine but i need you to know that i was not super comfortable with what happened and 
can we work better at this next time? So that way we just know in case it does happen, we're on the same page. But for you to sit there and go, it doesn't bother me. It's not that big a deal. But if it happened to her, oh, dear God, you know, everything would have gone to crap. It's like, but it didn't. See, Ed, I'm going to disagree with you on this. Okay. I don't think you're being immature because you haven't done anything about it. You're not holding any resentment. Like, I would think you're immature if you were like, I'm going to blow this out of proportion when I really don't care. Right. Like, that, I think, would be immature. What you're doing, though, is recognizing that there's a double standard. And with that in mind, I do think you should discuss the idea that there is a double standard there because yeah. I think that is a fair thing. And I do think that common courtesy of house visitors should be important to everybody. Right, but— if you were to get upset with her about this, even though she didn't, like, is that being immature by actually getting upset? Because that was the original I, I, question. Inception there. Because um. the original question is, would it is it immature for me to be upset with my wife over not something like... Say it again, because I can't remember the words. It is, is it immature for me to be mad at my wife, not because I'm actually upset, but because she would be if the roles are reversed? That, yes. I disagree. And <laughs> so the reason I disagree is because you're not actually mad about the situation itself. You're upset about the fact that there's a double standard in your life. Which that, and that needs to be addressed. that is perfectly reasonable, yeah. in my mind. You so, should be, I mean, you can be upset about the double standard, for sure. And, and I think that's what you're getting at. So yeah. at the end of the day, like I said, I don't I don't think that it's a big deal. There's no harm, no foul. I would really reiterate that you're not upset. Everything's fine. You actually had a pleasant visit and all that other stuff. Yeah. But say, hey, it is a little bit of a double standard because I know that I couldn't do this. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten away with this one without there you being— You would be very upset with me, and I think that part of this situation is unfair. I do think that if we're going to have house guests, we should kind of talk about it with each other. It's okay. Yeah. Especially if it's going to be 645 in the morning. A hundred percent, because in my house, no. Oh, you're going to be awake, but you're going to look at me like, i got to go to bed. Can you leave now? Oh, I, dude, I would be so upset. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, depending on the day. Sure, right. absolutely. I might be up at 645 still. Right. Like, dude, what are you doing here? Right. I'm in the middle of league, man. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show up tomorrow morning on my way to work. I'm just going to pop by and like just bang, 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 and then book it. Oh, I'd be so pissed. <laughs> I would be so pissed. I, I cannot stand. I'm going like, to get all the dogs to start barking in your neighborhood. They already do. I know. I was you're <laughs> talking murderville here man right anyway we gotta take a break you guys this is open for discussion on solidstateradio.net we'll be back right after this so stick around Solid State Radio, your alternative for local talk, local sports, and local music. The Sessions Concert Series is an opportunity to get the bands that I play on the show on a stage so that you, the listener, can see them live. We're going to BMO's in Bay City on Saturday, October 28th, and it's coming jam-packed with fantastic Michigan bands. Witch Fist, Fangs and Twang, Fukushima Daisies, and Slumlord Radio. You'll find BMO's at 701 South Madison Avenue in Bay City. Come celebrate Michigan-made music at BMO's on October 28th. Doors open at 7. Support local music. Swiftla Technology is a Flint-based engineering services company focused on helping you design a technical solution to your business needs. We offer prototype and proof-of-concept services to help you evaluate your idea or workforce augmentation to help you make your idea a reality. 
Specializing in electronics and software, our team is ready to help you figure out what to build and then help you build it. Find out more at swiftlet.technology. Welcome to Historic Lapeer. Named for the stone that lined the bed of our river, we are a vibrant small town where our residents proudly walk in the footsteps of fur traders and natives. We are born with an independent spirit, and that spirit has lived with us from the early days of dueling courthouses to the east-west rivalries of dueling high schools. We are an unusual oasis, close enough to be truly connected, far enough to be a place apart. We are proud of our past and excited for our future, from our cool new businesses, coffee shops, restaurants, and boutiques, to the huge support for the theater and the arts. We invite you to discover this place we call home, discover why we say Historic Lapeer, remarkably close. Hey, it's the Goat Boy from Open for Discussion, a show where we give the best and worst unsolicited advice. Every week, we ask our audience questions and scour the internet for funny, relatable, and thought-provoking advice that we break down. Ever wanted to know if you're the a-hole in a situation? We got you covered. Join Gator and I every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. for witty banter, insightful conversation, and a general hodgepodge of a good time. Only on SolidStateRadio.net. You can now use your Alexa device to listen to Solid State Radio. Find the Solid State Radio skill in the Alexa app, and she will hook you up with your local alternative fix. Hey, Alexa, play Solid State Radio. Playing Solid State Radio. This is a game changer. This is going to blow things up. Self-destruct mode engaged in 5, 4, 3. No, wait, Alexa, cancel. Just one more way you can enjoy your local alternative, Solid State Radio. Alexa, you crazy around and find out. Are you tired of your project getting outsourced to contractors and subcontractors? Well, these are the sounds of a job well done, and that's what you can expect from Accurate Exteriors. Tony and his team will work with you one-on-one from the estimate all the way to the finished product. Whether it's roofing, siding, or gutters, still have doubts? Check out their five-star ratings. Trust me, they can do it. They also have financing available. Give them a call for a free estimate at 810-394-2597. As I look around the studio and see things hanging on the wall, all the things that we're proud of and that we've done here in the studio and for the community, and I think to myself, how is it Trish does this? Trish over at Hall of Frames does an amazing job. So one day we went over and asked her, Trish, what is it? How do you see these things? She said, it's simple. If you're proud of it, frame it. And that is what she founded her business on. You'll find Hall of Frames at 392 West Nepissing Suite 3, downtown Lapeer. Telephone number 810-660-7874. That's 810-660-7874. When was the last time you visited downtown Lapeer? Hey guys, Jim from the Lapeer Main Street Hour here, and I want to invite you to rediscover downtown Lapeer and all that it has to offer throughout the fall and holiday season. With 13 dining establishments to choose from, downtown Lapeer has one of the hottest up-and-coming food scenes in the area. Make it a day and enjoy an afternoon of shopping, arts, and entertainment. With over 180 businesses, downtown Lapeer truly has something for everybody. Great food, shopping, entertainment, and more. Isn't it time you rediscovered downtown Lapeer? Hi, I'm Brian Herrick, owner of Happy Days Smoke and More. We're an old-school head shop with a unique atmosphere. We carry local CBD products along with a wide selection of vape and garden supplies, custom-blown glass and etching, also tattoo parlor, bulk tobacco, and much, much more. That makes us one of a kind and no one like us. So come on in and let us help you find what you need. Happy Days Smoke and More is located next to Rick and Nick's Party Store south of Bad Axe. When you want to unwind, Cascade and Lounge in Metamora has everything you need. Hot food, cold drinks, kino, six pool tables, pinball, darts, air hockey, 
for the musicians, every Thursday night is open mic night. Then on the weekends, Cascadens has the best bands around lighting up their stage. Cascaden Lounge is located at 4099 South Lapeer Road in Metamora. Give them a call at 810-678-2116. That's 810-678-2116. You deserve to relax, and now you know the place. Cascaden Lounge. Solid State Radio. Radio.net. I'm your host, Adam the Goat Boy Luthien. In studio with me is my co-host, Gator Grant. Hi. Oh, big talks. <laughs> big talks. Big talks. Yeah. Got more. Got heavy, more. Heavy. Okay. This one's slightly lighter. Okay. But still valid, nonetheless. Fair. Uh, my wife gets very upset with me when I respond to her complaints with encouragement. And this is, this is the different speaking patterns. And I think we have different thought processes on this. So this will be interesting to go through. Okay. Um, this morning is a perfect example. We are having a perfectly pleasant time coloring with our daughter and talking. And my wife said she didn't know why she felt so tired today. She often complains when she didn't get a perfect night's sleep, which is obviously super hard to come by with young kids. And she likes to review every time she woke up due to a noise or something I did in my sleep, like create too much body heat. But <laughs> last night, she had a really, she had a really idyllic night of sleep. Sweet. Good for her. Yes, absolutely. So I heard her out. And when she was done explaining things, she thought maybe making her tired today. I got up to start getting my daughter ready to drop her off at daycare. And I said, well, I'm sorry you're here, still feeling tired, babe. But fortunately, we don't have too much going on today. And I think that with a hot coffee and a slow start to the day, you should be able to get through it just fine. Even though you're feeling tired, luckily you do have a solid eight hours in the tank. You got this. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah that's fine. She stood up and not screaming, but in her equivalent, which is a vicious tone, she said, you need to learn to just listen and hear out what I'm saying. Ooh. You are the worst at just listening to me. Ooh. Now, I feel completely awful. I'm struggling with my mental health right now, and I had a markedly rough day yesterday in terms of my depression. So to not spiral downward again, I asked what I should do better because I'm genuinely trying to keep positivity in the house. And she's told me to just sit there and tell her, I'm sorry you feel like that. Okay. I feel like there is no place for my perspective or feelings when she wants to talk to me, and she complains all the time about me not connecting with her emotionally. I literally mm. was doing this, or doing that today by talking to her like I talk to myself when I need to get through a tired morning or in a positive way. And she responded like I told her that she doesn't matter or something. I don't want to share my feelings when the positive ones get shot down so viciously. What the heck am I supposed to do? <laughs> and this is this is fun because this is where you get in the lines of different sort of communication. And we've oh, talked yeah. about this before, that sometimes people just need a listening shoulder and they don't need your perspective on things. Correct. And that's what she's looking for is just that listening shoulder. She does not need your perspective on everything and so on and so right. forth. So what we have, and I, I've been in this man's shoes. Yes. Um, I think every man at some point we have. Uh-huh. For the most part, anyway. I know that's generalization, but whatever. Um, he is a um, fixer. Okay. He hears an issue. He hears somebody's having a problem. He hears somebody's having a, a negative experience. Mm -hmm. And he automatically will hear that and 
doesn't solution exactly he doesn't even understand why it's happening he doesn't know it's happening but his brain automatically goes to how do i correct this how do i fix it what do i have to say to make it better yes how do i make this a positive experience because it's the only thing i know how to do and so what's happening is that she's feeling like her feelings are not being validated Mm -hmm. and we've talked about this before that um you know he can show the positivity he can but it's you have to validate it in a way that she hears you validate it like him saying i'm sorry you're still feeling that way i'm sorry you're still tired he may be hearing that going that's how i validated it that's how i told her that i understand what's going on and this and that she didn't hear that part because she's not ready to hear that part sure you are communicating but you're not communicating in a way that each other understand what's happening there's too much confusion because lines have not been cleared off that's just as simple as it is okay is that you guys want to communicate she's trying by telling you things she's trying to communicate with you but she's not trying to hear your communication back you're hearing hers by hearing that she's upset but you're trying to correct and trying to encourage but that's not the way she can receive it you have to know what each other's ways are and they change it's super hard it's almost impossible this is the world of why relationships are work see to me the whole thing is rather infuriating uh, yes just hearing it because like I, the, when i look at this there are so many relationships where people where they talk right and mm -hmm. you, you your husband your wife whoever it is typically is a husband let's be honest guys are the ones with the listening problems nine so, times out of nine ten nine times out of ten yes so like the idea that you can repeat what your wife just told you back to her yeah i i there are so many people that can't <laughs> right but so there's there's a practice um and it's it's a couple's practice uh the wife and i sure. we went to um this thing a few years ago um called the marriage encounter and if you are in a um married couple kind of thing if you're in a marriage relationship kind of thing um i cannot recommend this enough like it's phenomenal it's amazing and dudes you will be pulled out of your comfort zone so fast that it will make your head spin because here's the thing like you would think it's geared towards women because of what they do but it's it, it's not it's geared towards couples and it's encouraging communication it's encouraging different forms of communication different ways to communicate and different things to listen for okay um it's absolutely phenomenal it helps you understand what the other person's truly fe feeling um and it's one of those for somebody like me that is not an empathetic person i'm not Mm -hmm. I know I'm not. I'm not good at it. I'm not good at receiving that information or feeling it. Um, but what it does is it allows me to channel that somewhere else where I may not be empathetic, but that doesn't mean I can't understand what you're saying based on what the words are that you're using. And that's the biggest part of it all is actually what words you use. And it can be something like, you know, where she gets up and she's like, man, I'm just so tired. Like, I'm not sleeping good. I'm not okay in this and that. You know, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm sharp because of that you know like i'm i'm short with people when i'm talking with them i'm frustrated and everything feels like it's going to set me off okay out of everything i just said that sounds like a normal conversation sure right 
to somebody that maybe you know has been through this where they learn to listen for everything because you're it's not about being able to regurgitate the words like that's useful because you need to regurgitate them in your own head to hear it and what you should be hearing out of that is the one time that she said i feel because now she's relating not to just a situation, but her inner thoughts and the way she's actually perceived. And she wants to be perceived. Okay. And what she said was, I feel like I could just snap on anyone. And it's, okay, I hear that you're feeling frustrated. I hear that you're feeling short-tempered. That If he were to say something like that instead of, oh, I'm sorry you're feeling, or I'm sorry you're so tired. Okay, that's a blanket thing. I'm sorry that this. Why? Why are you sorry? You know, obviously the answer is I'm sorry because I don't like that you're not okay. That's why I'm sorry. I'm sorry yeah. you're in that situation. But no, no, that just validates the end of it. You need to validate the core. And the core is of validating, I hear that you're feeling like this. And that's a question back to her to hear it and go, he's listening to more than just the symptoms. It's a weird practice, and I still am not the greatest at it. That is wild to me because, like, <laughs> there's so many people that just would look at that and go, like, well, that sucks. Exactly. And, right. You know, like, the <laughs> fact is she has a guy that's actually trying to listen, but it's not working. Not even just trying to listen, but actually retaining information listening because he brought up the whole conversation yep. like he remembers the conversation remembers how everything right felt, and he is actually trying to put a positive spin on things right he remembers the data that's that's the issue that she has that is 100 percent the issue in the conversation is that he can sit there and she'd be like you're not listening to me and he'll go what do you mean you said this that and the other word for word like i heard what you said and she goes yeah this is the like <laughs> the conversation. You ready? Because this is the line that if you've ever been in a relationship, you're, you've heard this line at least once. Yeah, I know you're hearing me, but you're not listening. God, I've never gotten no. That. No. Oh boy, in a moment when you are one side of that conversation and somebody tells you that, it's brutal because oh, you're I like. What do you mean I'm not listening? I just heard everything you said. Yeah, you heard the words, but you weren't listening to me. You weren't listening to how I feel. You weren't listening to how I'm, like, what is making up with me today. You're not listening to me. You're hearing my words, but you're not listening to me. And it's super frustrating for somebody like, you know, I've I've been in issues. And so to be that receiving party, you hear it and you're like, I don't know what else you want from me. I want to call bullshit. Like I, like honestly, I know. I, do. I just want to call bullshit, and it's not, it's not a male female thing. Like I just no, feel because like, it can go either side. Yeah. No problem. Because like I feel like if I was talking to my partner, right? Yeah. And she goes, you know, I'm telling her, I'm like, I'm just, I'm really tired. This happened, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I just feel groggy or whatever. And she's like, you know, maybe you should go take a nap. I'd be like. Yeah, maybe I should. Like, that's it. If you're that's open to hearing it. it. Yeah, well, yes, because, duh. Right. Like, no, this is stubborn people being stupid. I don't care about <laughs> your goddamn feelings. I don't give a fuck that you want to hear it in a specific way. Like, that's your fucking problem. Right. I don't, I, I can't, I can't do it. Like, that's just stupidity. Right. But in the moment, 
understand somebody like you don't need to be the fixer guy of like I'm gonna fix this and I'm gonna do this and this. Like right. I get that. I get why that's wrong. But like the moment somebody's going. Yeah, no, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, you know, maybe if you do this and you have a, and maybe that'll turn things around. Well, hopefully tonight we can get more sleep or something like that. All legitimate responses. You yeah. are hearing what she's saying. You're showing empathy. You're showing that you care. If you don't pick up on that, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> like that's really what it comes down to. I mean, don't get me wrong. From a normal standpoint, <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Yes. <laughs> and I think about 90% of people would not argue with you. They would be on board with what you're saying 100% of the way. But <laughs> what I'm saying as, you know, looking at it from a different lens, because that's sure. what it, you know, that's what I try to do is the other lens of this is the fact that the underlying problem is not that you're not trying to pay attention. The underlying problem is not that you're not trying to make it positive. And the underlying problem is not her not hearing you. The underlying problem is that she's not feeling validated. How else do you show that you care? By validating those feelings. Finding the way that she does hear you validate them, making that the first priority, not just what you start the conversation with. So that way you can give your answer, but making sure because maybe she all she wants to every time. You I talk. know it's like, really <laughs> it's tough because both sides need to know it so that they can hear it both ways because it can't be one sided. It's too much work for one person to do. It has to be both to be able to do this. And if the other person's not ready to hear it like if she's not ready to receive it there's not much you can do about it and there's no way to know until you're in the moment See, that's just, why that's this so is well. work that's why this is work it's hard you know and Man, there's no i don't think it's i don't think so i think people make it harder than what it needs to right be. because what she wants right now is not for you to give an answer not for you to tell her what you know, or say, I hope this, or I hope that that's not what she wants. What she wants is someone to be in that moment of wallow with her for a bit. She needs to not move on from it. She needs to stay frustrated because it's the only way she can feel like she can move on is to be that, like sit in that frustration for a minute. That's her processing is that she has to sit in there, but know that she's not alone sitting in that frustration. And then once she's feeling like she can be, she's been frustrated for an appropriate amount of time, then she'll start to work out of it and you can validate her working out of it. Yeah. It's huge, dude. That's it's stupid. huge. It sounds, no, 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 no it's it sounds stupid. like complete horseshit, right? No, no, I, I don't, I believe you're a hundred percent right, <laughs> but I believe that like, it's stupid. Right. You don't. You're not figuring. He's your doing own everything shit out. he can. No, 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 it's it's not. I'm not even upset with their whole situation. Right. I'm not trying to like put blame on whatever. But it's just the idea of somebody being like, "Yes, you're listening to me. Yes, you're doing this, and you're but you're not giving off the same vibes and feeling. Yeah, like you're not reacting the way I want to hear it. No, fuck you. <laughs> no, seriously. Right. Like, that's honestly, why she's. That's <laughs> why do you think she said what I need you to do is just sit there and hear me and not say anything. That's what she wants because what's going to happen is that you're going to have to listen, not say anything back. And what's, what's that going to do to him if he has to hear it, but he can't say anything. What's that going to cause? 
It's going to be anxiety building. I don't know. Frustration. It's, yes, it is going to be frustrating. So now are both parties in the frustration realm? Cool, but I'm pissed at you. Doesn't matter. You're feeling a frustration, and that's what she wants is both people to be on the same level oh, for a minute. great. Let's start fights about nothing. It's ridiculous, man. I'm t- <laughs> I understand. It's ridiculous. This is the dumbest concept I've ever it's, heard in my life. But it works. No. It does. Bullshit. I'm telling you it works. Us both sitting there being frustrated about something, but I'm now frustrated at you is not going to make the relationship good. No, because what happens is the conversation continues, and then it builds up and it gets to the positive. Oh, end. yeah. No, well, I was frustrated. Thank you so much for listening to me, and I understand now that you're frustrated. With me. You're goddamn right I am. <laughs> right. Like, no. No, I, I don't want it to be a hurdle every time that you're right. going through something. But you, this is <laughs> shitty communication. You cannot tell me that it is like it's. I'm I'm glad you. It's found surprising clarity, that it works. And I'm glad that it works. I still think it's stupid. I think. But you, you other, want someone to listen? Listen, I just need someone to talk to. Hear me out. Okay. All if right. she prefaced with that, that's fine. That's great. That's, Why don't we start with that? That's then? what I'm saying, though, <laughs> is that it has to be both parties. Like he can't practice this if she doesn't know to present it that way and the other thing of what they try to get you to do which is a phenomenal thing and i suck at that as well is the fact that when you're in that moment of like i just need to stay in this frustration i can't come out of it yet because i'm not ready to because i need to process it on my own time but i still need to get it out and i need to talk to somebody about it words aren't going to be all that great right talking and using your voice and all that write it down write a note it's amazing but if you no. write a note, because at that moment you're processing the words you're writing, and then the other person can read it, and then you write a note back. I'm telling you, it's amazing that it works. That makes sense. The writing thing, I get all that stuff. Yeah. The clarity. Like, that. that's spot on. I agree. But, like, just the idea of being an emotional vampire is stupid. For People are in those modes for days. It happens. Oh, you know, 100%. Things yeah. happen. People get in funks, so on and so forth. But, right. like, to be like, I'm wallowing in despair. Come wallow with me. Oh, dude. When you're in a perfectly good mood. Like, dude, the, this last week, for like two, maybe three days straight. No, it was two days. For like two days, I was in a pit of just depression and nonsense. Sure, stuff happens. It I does. I get that. It, that makes and, sense. And it was one of those, like, you know, being an emotional vampire is a terrible thing because you're stealing everybody's energy. Yes, you are. You're stealing everybody's like joy and happiness and all this uh-huh. because there's, you know, Mr. Depressed sitting over there. It's sucking the life out of the room. Right. It happens and it happens on a regular and people have to find their way out of it yes. or you need help to get out of it. That's the way it works. And for like two days, possibly three full days this week, that was my world. I was the emotional vampire in the house and I bring down the mood of the entire house when I am. It happens and it sucks and that's a, it's a crappy thing. But to like right. legitimately want that other person because that doesn't get me out of my funk. <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell you right now, like, right. that does not make me feel better. Like if I'm in that emotional vampire, just depressed mode, and I look over, I notice now you're down because I'm down. Well, boy, guess what? Funk just got worse. Right. That sucks. I don't want that. I want you to be happy. Yeah. And I know that you want me to be happy. And hopefully we'll go get ice cream or something. I don't give a shit. Right. Something to get in a better mood. But here's the thing. Then you go out and get ice cream. And then all of a sudden the turn, like you've made the corner. 
Yeah. And now things are on the back up and up and up. Sure. Because somebody else felt what you felt and you felt that they, like you saw that they felt what you felt for a minute and you were able to recognize it, see it in something else Wrong. and then move forward. Wrong. No. The moment that somebody looks at me and goes, hey, babe, are you okay? I start feeling a little bit better because somebody cares. Right. They show that they care. But the moment that, hey, babe, you feel better and I'm just like, you're not listening to what I'm feeling. Like... But here's the thing. You just asked two different questions. That was like the two different questions was everything. Because the first question was, hey, are you doing okay? Yeah. And the other one was, hey, are you doing better? It's two give, completely give, different you're questions. You're picking apart like dumb shit that I'm saying on the fly. I, I don't. I don't care. I'm telling you, it's that simple. But it's not that simple. It's <laughs> dumb. It's just stupid. <laughs> it's amazing when you, if you were to actually... Like, I fucking hope I never have to experience it. I hope you it. don't either. But because it's stupid. It, it's the way the world is at times. No. No. It works. Hey, for, it some, works. for some people, but like I, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> There's no part of this where it just... like I get the idea of feeling what somebody's feeling. Yeah. I'm an empathetic person. And I using the words that. instead of explaining a situation, but using how it makes you feel instead of how it's going is a big difference. But, like, if I have to go and be like, oh, you're depressed, so I have to be depressed, too, so you can work out of your depression? No! Well, I mean, nobody wants that to happen. And no, the other party... But even if you're the vampire, that's stupid. Oh, I agree. It's selfish. Yes, it is. Not denying that one bit. I'll sit there. I'll hold you. I will cuddle with you. I will talk to you. I will listen to you. I will do whatever it takes for me to help you because I care and I want you to be better. Right. Because that's that's my goal. I don't want to see you sad. Yeah. And I feel it. I do feel it. I feel that sadness. And I think that it's immediately apparent with most people because yes. if you have any empathy at all, your faces change. Things yeah, happen. body language, it shows. Yeah, All that yeah. stuff happens. You're not just stonewalling it. That's why the whole, like, what well, sucks answer is shitty and that person right. sucks. Those are the communication things where I look at it and go, but no. And somebody's like, okay, well, try this. Or, you know, maybe, maybe you know, hopefully this helps. And you're listening to what the person's saying. You are genuinely feeling bad for what they're going through. And they still look at you and go, like, not enough. Yeah. What are you, the fucking IRS? Yeah, right. Like, no. <laughs> Come on, tax man. In that moment, dude, I'll be honest. Like, when I get into those mindsets and I'm in that world of, like, just broken, I guess. I want to be by myself. I want you to get the right. fuck away from right. me. Right. If you come over and you're like, I just want to be with you, it's like, I don't want you here. Yeah. Like, I need to wallow on my own. I can process my own crap. I can get through my own crap. I, I've figured out my ways of getting through it all. But if I have to take you through my process, I can't do that because no. it's not going to be useful. It's not useful for me because then if you get depressed or if you say something now that I feel hurts like I have me to the help wrong you way, out. well, no, 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 no. Then I'm an asshole because right. I'm going to get irritated. Right. I will get irritated. I don't like the, oh, cheer up, buddy. Fuck you. Go away. <laughs> right. Like, no. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Just leave me be. Yes. Well, you know, I don't like it when you're bad, uh, when you feel bad in the house. I don't like it either, but it's not going to help me if you're here. So, yeah. It's, but knowing that and knowing how to explain it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's a weird world. Conversations and couples, man, I'm telling you. Well, people have written about. books and books and books and different seminars and different workshops and all this crap. I'm telling you, pick one and go learn because 
Maybe it works for you. Maybe it doesn't. But if it doesn't, there's about 500 other ones that you can try. Well, 100%. And I'm sure this does work for things. And I'm happy that it works for you. And I'm happy that it's a cool thing and all that. But I also think it's stupid. I think it's a dumb thing. Understand, though, this was like me trying to boil down one point of what I learned in like three days yeah, no, I understand. so it's like you know if you're picking and pulling it's probably not going to make a whole lot of sense without the entire bubble around it i'm sure but it's it was a radical change in my world i'll tell you that Corruption. like just... it was radical it was like whoa that's how people talk <laughs> like holy shit <laughs> like people say those words like out loud to other humans I feel like it wouldn't blow my mind because I say a lot of things out loud. I don't know. It's a neat. It, it was a neat thing. Not, I can't encourage it enough. I, and I'm don't take my word for it with how I explained it. Don't be like, well, that's how it is. Because I suck at explaining certain things. So, But if you get the opportunity and you're thinking about it, take the dive. Hey, Go for it. What's the worst ex- that could happen? You get a free hotel stay. Always explore different options. Always right. try different things. See if things work. I'm not. I'm not discrediting any of that stuff. It just, that blows my mind. I think it's dumb. <laughs> and I also think that, like, some people just, they, they, they get too into themselves or they're not going to say anything. I will say whatever vulnerable thing possible. I don't right. care. I don't care about my vulnerable state. I'm vulnerable all the time. See, I'm not. Yeah. Which no. is why this was so weird. I don't I don't care. It's, there's nothing. The only thing that I'm going to get uncomfortable with is, like, let's talk about my emotions with my parents. That's an awkward conversation. Yes. That's why I don't have that yeah, conversation. Yeah, but to say, um, let's not. One, it's not really necessary. Right, and the just, other part is, like, I'm talking to two people that I don't, their concept of love is really out of whack. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, Goat, like, you're one of my better friends, but I don't think we need to have that conversation. I wouldn't care if we did. That's the thing. That's weird, because I would care. Sure. And I won't talk to you be... about sex stuff, but I, as far as like emotions and love and everything, no problems. That's I don't have those issues. This is why this whole thing blows my mind where people <laughs> are like, I get uncomfortable talking about things. And I'm like, yeah. sure, I don't want to tell my dad my fetishes. Like, that makes sense. But like, right. telling your partner the things that you like, telling them, you know, like how much you love them. This should be a normal conversation. That's so easy. That's so right. easy. Dude, I will send you the most sappiest, corny messages that you could possibly think of, and I won't think twice. And you will call me a dork, and I'll be like, fucking cool, because I know I am. (laughs) I I don't care. Right. I am a dork, and I love it. Yes. Deal with it. 100%. You're getting me. Right. This is what you're getting. I do nothing else. Right. I will not be anything else. Yeah. No. Fuck you and your emotional vampirism. (laughs) I don't care. I'm a horrible person with it. I know it's a tough thing. Good thing we're not in a relationship, eh? Oh, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. That in mind, I think I broke the record for the show on F words. Uh, you're take pretty a break. damn close. <laughs> we're gonna take a break. We'll be back right after this. So stick around. The Sessions Concert Series is an opportunity to get the bands that I play on the show on a stage so that you, the listener, can see them live. We're going to BMO's in Bay City on Saturday, October 28th, and it's coming jam-packed with fantastic Michigan bands. Witch Fist, Fangs and Twang, Fukushima Daisies, and Slumlord Radio. You'll find BMO's at 701 South Madison Avenue in Bay City. Come celebrate Michigan-made music at BMO's on October 28th. Doors open at 7. Support local music. 
Swiftla Technology is a Flint-based engineering services company focused on helping you design a technical solution to your business needs. We offer prototype and proof-of-concept services to help you evaluate your idea or workforce augmentation to help you make your idea a reality. Specializing in electronics and software, our team is ready to help you figure out what to build and then help you build it. Find out more at swiftlet.technology. Welcome to Historic Lapeer. Named for the stone that lined the bed of our river, we are a vibrant small town where our residents proudly walk in the footsteps of fur traders and natives. We are born with an independent spirit, and that spirit has lived with us from the early days of dueling courthouses to the east-west rivalries of dueling high schools. We are an unusual oasis, close enough to be truly connected, far enough to be a place apart. We are proud of our past and excited for our future, from our cool new businesses, coffee shops, restaurants, and boutiques, to the huge support for the theater and the arts. We invite you to discover this place we call home, discover why we say Historic Lapeer, remarkably close. Hey, it's the Goat Boy from Open for Discussion, a show where we give the best and worst unsolicited advice. Every week, we ask our audience questions and scour the internet for funny, relatable, and thought-provoking advice that we break down. Ever wanted to know if you're the a-hole in a situation? We got you covered. Join Gator and I every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. for witty banter, insightful conversation, and a general hodgepodge of a good time. Only on SolidStateRadio.net. You can now use your Alexa device to listen to Solid State Radio. Find the Solid State Radio skill in the Alexa app, and she will hook you up with your local alternative fix. Hey, Alexa, play Solid State Radio. Playing Solid State Radio. This is a game changer. This is going to blow things up. Self-destruct mode engaged in 5, 4, 3. No, wait, Alexa, cancel. Just one more way you can enjoy your local alternative, Solid State Radio. Alexa, you crazy around and find out. Are you tired of your project getting outsourced to contractors and subcontractors? Well, these are the sounds of a job well done, and that's what you can expect from Accurate Exteriors. Tony and his team will work with you one-on-one from the estimate all the way to the finished product. Whether it's roofing, siding, or gutters, still have doubts? Check out their five-star ratings. Trust me, they can do it. They also have financing available. Give them a call for a free estimate at 810-394-2597. As I look around the studio and see things hanging on the wall, all the things that we're proud of and that we've done here in the studio and for the community, and I think to myself, how is it Trish does this? Trish over at Hall of Frames does an amazing job. So one day we went over and asked her, Trish, what is it? How do you see these things? She said, it's simple. If you're proud of it, frame it. And that is what she founded her business on. You'll find Hall of Frames at 392 West Nepissing Suite 3, downtown Lapeer. Telephone number 810-660-7874. That's 810-660-7874. When was the last time you visited downtown Lapeer? Hey guys, Jim from the Lapeer Main Street Hour here, and I want to invite you to rediscover downtown Lapeer and all that it has to offer throughout the fall and holiday season. With 13 dining establishments to choose from, downtown Lapeer has one of the hottest up-and-coming food scenes in the area. Make it a day and enjoy an afternoon of shopping, arts, and entertainment. With over 180 businesses, downtown Lapeer truly has something for everybody. Great food, shopping, entertainment, and more. Isn't it time you rediscovered downtown Lapeer? Hi, I'm Brian Herrick, owner of Happy Days Smoke and More. We're an old-school head shop with a unique atmosphere. We carry local CBD products along with a wide selection of vape and garden supplies, custom-blown glass and etching, also tattoo parlor, bulk tobacco, and much, much more. That makes us one of a kind and no one like us. So come on in and let us help you find what you need. Happy Days Smoke and More is located next to Rick and Nick's Party Store south of Bad Axe. 
When you want to unwind, Cascade and Lounge in Metamora has everything you need. Hot food, cold drinks, kino, six pool tables, pinball, darts, air hockey. For the musicians, every Thursday night is open mic night. Then on the weekends, Cascadens has the best bands around lighting up their stage. Cascaden Lounge is located at 4099 South Lapeer Road in Metamora. Give them a call at 810-678-2116. That's 810-678-2116. You deserve to relax, and now you know the place. Cascaden Lounge. half hour here yeah here's a an interesting conundrum interesting conundrum and it's it's kind of like the prioritizing family life over your life or you and your partner's life or whatever and i'm not in, not married so let's preface it with that because I know family life over your spouse's life significant other significant other okay yes. Okay. Okay. I'm on board. All right. So my family wants me to move back to help them financially, but my boyfriend is not taking it well. Hi, all. I'm very conflicted at the moment, and I'm writing this in hopes that maybe people can give advice. Uh, To give some context, my aunt, who lives in Massachusetts, bought a home with her husband a year ago. This home used to be three separate apartments converted into one family home. They planned on. Uh, That's a big house. They plan to convert the property back to apartments, rent out two uh, additional passive for two pit, uh, passive incomes, right? Okay, so turn it back into a three bedroom house, but sell it as three apartments. Sure. Okay. My family is not wealthy. They saved up for a very long time to buy this home. This was the retirement plan. Cut to a year later, my aunt's husband divorced her and ran away with his mistress and left her with all the financial burden of this property. <laughs> which is extensive considering they were in the middle of home improvements and hired multiple contractors at the time. Right. Okay. My aunt is currently working three jobs and barely making ends meet. So she asked me if I could move in with her to help her financially. And she offered me one of the apartments to live in or rent it out for additional income. She also does not have her own kids. Uh, if I was alone, I would move back in a heartbeat. Okay. She raised me and my sister after my parents divorced and essentially gave up on being parents. She awesome. raised me since high school and helped me through college, so I consider her more of a mother than my egg donor. My sister is not in a position to help nice. financially because she is currently in a PhD program in another state and still has four more years before she will be done. Okay. However, my boyfriend, who I have been dating for three years now and I love very much, did not take it well when I brought up moving back to help her. We moved from Massachusetts to Colorado. Well, that's not a small move. A year ago and are building a life here. He does not want to move back to Massachusetts because he found this amazing job here and does not want to lose it. It's the reason we moved to Colorado. Mm Mm-hmm. He said he feels like I'm abandoning him and the life we are building together. He also does not want to do long distance because he thinks they will never work out in the end, and it does not. he does not want to lose me. Okay. So I'm very conflicted. I feel like I owe my aunt my life, and I want to help her, but I am not in a financial position to support my life in Colorado and help her financially at the same time. My boyfriend is not close with his family, so I don't think he understands where I'm coming from, but I still don't want to lose him. What do you guys think I should do? Why can't the ant sell the house and move out to Colorado? Bingo. Uh, here's here's the thing. <laughs> that seems like a really easy answer to this. 
the idea of this this home that she bought was her retirement home. It was a retirement plan that her and her now ex-husband had. In Which mind. is a dumb decision in the first place. Which is an incredibly dumb, misinformed decision to begin with because it's a lot of work. Yeah, a landlord is not a retirement job. And things can go wrong horrendously in that regard. Yeah. So, like, a B and like a bed and breakfast—that's a retirement job. Is good in practice or good thought? Good thought, bad in practice. So. And the guy cut and run. First of all, he should be on. He should be on the docket for some of these expenses. His name was on other things, I would imagine as well. Especially considering they were married at the time. I'm pretty sure if you went to the legal system, he would have to flip some of these bills towards contractors and so on. Either and so that, forth. or he would owe a portion of what the house is for you to have it. Yes. Something like that. Something along those lines. So, like, yeah. first and foremost, that's kind of a thing in itself. The next portion of this is. While I, you could talk about family differences as much as you want and that uh, your significant other isn't close with his family so wouldn't understand the bonds, that's not, that's not the point. The point is it's your life. This is your life. You're building something here. He is not going to uproot his life to move out back to Massachusetts because that's a thing. The You going there, I mean, if you were like, I'm going to help out for like a couple of months and then I'll be back, that's one thing. But... That's not the solution here. This is not an easy fix. This is not a couple of months fix. She is working three jobs and barely able to meet ends. You know, you're not going to fix this in a month. You're not going to fix this in six months. You're not going to fix this in a year. This is a big project that two people took on and one person cut and run. Yeah, I was just looking it up, too, because I was curious, because there are certain states that are um, 50-50 states Yeah, uh, where when they— you know, when they get a divorce, like both parties are entitled to fifty percent of everything. Yeah. Um, and Michigan or Massachusetts is not a fifty-fifty okay. divorce state, which means that all the property, assets, liabilities, everything is decided by the court. Mm-hmm. Who would get what? No, it'd be court proceeding. Yeah. So it's not that you know half of the ownership of the house goes to him, half of it goes to her, half of the loan goes to him, half of the loan goes to her. Right. Nothing like that. Which means all of this stuff was debatable during the divorce proceedings. Also, during that period of time, like you, if you really wanted to contest that, he could have probably got stuck with everything because depending on if Massachusetts is a uh, at fault place, he gets all the burden, and right. you get none of it. Right. It just depends on how all that stuff goes. But either way, like, you really probably should have stuck your neck out more during that period of time and fought for more. And a lot of it depends on um, how many years they were married, too. My assumption is uh, quite a bit. Well, because alimony becomes a thing. Yeah. And in Massachusetts, if you were married um, at least five years, like, you have to be married for at least five years. Yeah. then you get alimony. So either way, like there's there were a lot of different ramifications, legal ramifications that your aunt could have taken. But for you to be in a serious relationship for three years to upend and move, and I'm not going to tell you long distance doesn't work, but in his mind it doesn't. So if he doesn't believe it's going to work, then it's not going to work. Uh, the other portion is without there being like a set deadline or a set date or anything, uh, you're just kind of like, well, hopefully you get it figured out and maybe this all works out or whatever. That's a lot to ask of somebody. Uh, 
I don't think this is an easy thing. I think that you're going to go over there and you're going to get stuck in a weird situation and it's going to be a nightmare all the way around. And I don't think your aunt's ever going to recover to begin with. No. I think it's all going to be a complete crap show. And At this point in time, sell that thing, move on. If the spouse, um, I was, I kept reading because sure, there's yeah, more laws fine. that I'm curious about. Um, considering this was their retirement plan. Yes. If they got a divorce, say they'd been married for a long time. Sure. Right. But they got a divorce and he had to pay alimony. Yeah. Which, not surprising, because if he was the breadwinner, then that would be expected. Sure. If he retired, Massachusetts just passed a law not too long ago that if the supporting spouse for alimony retires, alimony stops. Okay. Right. So if he divorced her, ran away with a mistress, and then decided, decided to retire, free and clear. He sounds like a scumbag to begin with, oh, and no, he probably I, figured that out. The situation is awful, and my heart goes out to your aunt and so on and so forth, but this was, this is, she's in over her head. The only way to get out from being in over your head is to just ditch it. Yeah, like, it sounds not, like what's better off is that she needs to sell this place and move on. Like, dreams are great and everything, but sometimes they just don't work out. Yeah. And in this, this case... You screwed the pooch. I'm sorry. You got stuck in a bad situation. You're in Colorado. You're not responsible for taking care of her. She wasn't responsible for taking care of you, but she did it out of her goodwill and all that, which is great. But she's not going to, like, she's going to ask because it's a good ask because you're not tied down to anything. But at the same time, if you say, you know, I would, but we're building something here and, like, this is my home and I don't want to leave my home and all that. If anybody's going to understand that it should be your aunt that isn't willing to sell this place. Right. Because she's asking you to do the same thing that you see as she should do. Well, and the other thing, like when people put age into perspective and so on and so forth, and they say, you know, hey, you're a younger person, you have more time, you can make mistakes, you can, you know, rebuild things and so on and so forth. Like, or I can build things now and get ahead of the game. A hundred percent, because there are so many things in my life where I look at and go, if this would have happened when I was younger, if this could have happened when I was younger, you know, so on right. and so forth, whether it was a 401k or like, say you meet your significant other, like it, you were married at a young age. Yes, I and was. That's great. You know, uh, but say, say I get married when I'm 40, right? We'll okay. just throw that out there. Be a hell of a party. Sure. But like, <laughs> do you know? In a way, like how disheartening it is to a certain extent to be 40 years old and know that like, and and, that's, and it's not an old age or anything like that. It's just further down the road for me, right? right? But to be like, I met the person for my life or whatever at the halfway point, like. I, I don't know. I mean, you build, it's great. That's all great. And you don't, you don't have that resentment. You don't look at the past that way or anything like that. But at the same time, it's also like. I could, what if I would have, you know, was 30 or like yeah. 25 and you had all these more years to spend with this wonderful person, right? And in this case, you have a relationship with somebody that you really love. You've been together for three years. It sounds like you're going to be on that trajectory of that, yeah. right? And then you go back to zero? I don't know. E I'm I'm just throwing it out there. Like, there's a I, lot I can of see weird where resentment the, that can come from yeah, this. I mean, I can see the hesitation on her end fully. Like, that doesn't – like, there's no question to that whatsoever. Um, I can see why the aunt would offer it 
in the first yes. place because she doesn't probably know every speck of your situation. And no. this may be something where it's like, yeah, we moved to Colorado a year ago. We're trying to build something, but it's just, you know, we keep running into speed bumps and hurdles sure. and it's not going that great. And the jobs are okay, but, you know, we might be able to come home and find something better. And this could be the perfect situation. You don't know. And so that's why she asked. But for you to feel like you're obligated to as much as it sucks to let down a family member that's a need especially somebody you really love and really care about there are certain boundaries that you have to set for your life in order right. for you to live your life and right the, are you an adult the yep the other portion of that is is that it, it's that what she asked of you is not a small ask no that is a very 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 large ask yes. all the way around no matter what even if you were free and clear of your relationship and you felt like this is your obligation and what you need to do right right it's still a very very large ask that does not have a guaranteed outcome that is going to go like guaranteed to go well yeah, or you don't know positive for sure. or anything yeah. so it's a very large undertaking for something to pretty much change and alter your whole life yeah it's a big deal. And so giving it the amount of thought you need to is necessary. But having a real discussion with your boyfriend, which you obviously care about deeply, and all that is what needs to happen. He needs to not be, you know, 100% against it from the get-go. But he needs to really weigh his decision. And it may still turn out to be that he's like, I don't like this. And you should respect that. If you truly want to be in a relationship with him, then you have to respect that decision as well and that opinion where it's, I understand where you're coming from, but I don't see this working the way that we would want it to work. And I would rather us be here and figure out what we need to do. Yeah. And that's I, okay, too. I think that you're right in the discussion. I think they have had a discussion. I don't think that it's – I don't I don't see him wavering. I don't I do. I do see there being compromises maybe to a certain extent. But even with that in mind, the other side is such an unknown that you can't give any compromise because right. you don't know. Well, and that's the other thing is that it's giving up what you have now for a gamble. Yes. And, and that's hard to do. And it's not a gamble for you. It's a gamble for somebody else. Which eventually would probably turn into you, but that's not the point. No, but it's regardless of that, like even if you want to say it's for you, I don't think it does turn into you because he's in Colorado because he has a job there that he doesn't want to let go of. That is, he's building a career. Right. So this gamble, if it works out for your aunt, you're not just going to continue doing that. Meanwhile, if you're there for a year plus, which I guarantee you, you will you're be at there least for a year. at least a year. Yeah. So you're going to start a career? Are you going to work crappy dining jobs? Are you going to, you know, what are you doing? Right. Or are you moving home to work on it and then your boyfriend supports you remotely? Like, well, uh, no, she's going to work. I, I guarantee she you would that, have to. But, but are you going to make enough to be able to afford all this stuff? You're, what you're doing is you're putting your life on hold. You're putting your boyfriend's life on hold. Right. All for uncertainty and for starting blocks back. Yeah, he'll be in a good spot when you get back, you know, assuming that the career thing works out and all that stuff well, and goes assuming well. assuming that like, the relationship is still a thing when you get back. Sure. Well, I, we're, we're making that assumption from the get-go. Okay. So, like, if he, he sticks with it, you're doing the long-distance thing, and it's just really working out. But, you know, say it takes a year. Say it takes say it takes two years. Say it takes three years or whatever. What have you been doing with those last three years? Right. You've been doing bare minimum of just getting a temp job to or, figure things out? Or did you establish your own career? Right. Because then that becomes another issue. Now, whose career are we following? Right. Who's what, got a what better job? What trajectory are yeah. we taking here? 
there's a lot of different things that come into play here. It's, it's not tough. an easy decision. I think the easy decision is to just move with your life because that's what your life is. Well, and at this point with the age you are and the youngness, everything and all that, um, and the aunt being at the point where we're probably looking at end game, you know, it's easier for the aunt to walk away from this. It is. And in all honesty, as right. as a seasoned adult, you know, you should probably look at your situation and go, this is meant to be handled by two people. And I don't have two people anymore. And so what can I get out of it to walk away? Yep. You have one person that was part of the planning process and you want to bring another person in who has no idea. Right. No and doesn't know that, you know, no, we're not going to go with that kind of drywall because it would look like crap. Or anything about being a landowner, a landowner or, or yeah, land, landlord. Yeah, landlord or any of that stuff like so yeah it's it's a it's a different yeah. thing um let's do one of my the a-hole before we sign off here. yeah we only got a few minutes so yes. yeah am i the a-hole for abandoning my daughter on vacation yes okay my wife and i have always dreamed of celebrating our 40th anniversary on a luxury vacation okie dokie just the two of us reliving the romance of our early years we had it all <laughs> it's planned. not out. as good as you think it is but okay we had it all planned out for years now and we're excited beyond words cool enter our adult daughter jane jane and her husband got wind of our plans promptly invited themselves and their two children nine and five along no i originally put my foot down and told them this trip was just for us which upset her some but my wife has a hard time saying no to jane as she is the youngest of our children and our only daughter and she didn't want to hurt her feelings so God. she reluctantly agreed to let them join. I wasn't thrilled about it at the time but I wanted to make my family happy and I knew my wife was also okay with the idea of a quote-unquote family trip even if she was heartbroken that we couldn't get a romantic trip. We went along with it. The place was originally that we were originally going to was not child-friendly so we changed course decided an all-inclusive family-friendly resort. We paid for the resort and our grandchildren's plane tickets. Jane and her husband only had to pay for their own airfare. Wow. Here's where things got complicated. As the vacation got closer, I started having a change of heart. I oh. realized our 40th anniversary was a once-in-a-lifetime milestone, and I wanted to honor it in a way that was true to our original plans. Uh oh My wife and I might not be able to afford a trip like this again for quite some time, and it's something we have always wanted to do. Okay. So without consulting anyone... Uh oh I switched our tickets last minute to go on the romantic destination that my wife and I had originally planned for. Oh, boy. I did not tell Jane or her husband. I didn't even tell my wife until the day our flight left, which was a day before Jane's flight left for their vacation. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it wasn't yes, a, you're an a-hole, buddy. It wasn't an easy decision. I feel guilty about it, but I wanted our 40th anniversary to be special, intimate celebration that we had always hoped for. Oh, no. We called Jane after we landed to tell her she was extremely upset, to say the least. She seemed of the idea that we were going to look after our grandkids so she and her husband could have alone time, and now that I abandoned her, they would have to do it all themselves. I hung up on them when my son-in-law started shouting, and my wife and I enjoyed the rest of our trip. Uh, oh. They came back the same day we did. There's but a lot of back and forth here. have not answered any of our texts, and Jane seems to be ignoring me. My wife told me that she vastly preferred our trip to the family trip we would have taken, but she still doesn't know how Jane... She doesn't like how Jane is mad at us and wants me to apologize. I'm not sure I want to after learning Jane and her husband were using us for free babysitting and a free trip, but I feel like I should just keep the peace. Am I the a-hole for changing our trip destination last minute and leaving Jane and her family to fend for themselves? With... All the details that came forward? Yes. Good on you, dude. 
I love this story. Good on you, I dude. absolutely love it. <laughs> like, at first you're like, no, that's an a-hole move. And then he moves it again, and it's like, oh, no, you're a giant a-hole now. But then it's, no, we kept the reservation for them. Yeah. Still took care of all of that. Uh-huh. And we just went and did our thing. And they got a vacation out of it for basically free. Uh-huh. I, I'm on board with you, no, man. Dude, you're not this is fantastic. This is great. So, like, it's, it, it's the Tennessee switcheroo. The bud. only way you would have been an a hole is if you canceled the resort, right? And that's t- what, yeah, like, and you didn't that's say anything. a dick move. That's kind of an a hole move. Then I would agree. But like the idea that you went on your vacation that you wanted, that you kept everything for them too, but you just did there, your thing, did their thing. I'm, like I'm no one, board. no one got hurt. No one can complain. No. They got a free vacation out of it. You know, the idea that they're upset because they thought you were going to watch their children. It was your 40th anniversary right. and guess guess what your daughter is an asshole guess what it's what? their kids it is their kids That's <laughs> you're I mean. a parent but no, your daughter is an asshole she wanted a free vacation and wanted romantic times on your 40th anniversary right on your dime on this your is, dime no. on your big celebration no. and all this stuff like I'm god bored. if my parents like were you. married for 40 years they were never married but like if right. if that was a thing in my world i would want to pay for that because it's such a momentous thing right right i'm on board with this no, dude i like him a lot you're great that's fantastic don't it's, feel bad no your daughter's a spoiled brat i hope you gave it to your wife <laughs> like I mean, just went just, for it. Absolutely, showed her all those younger years. That's right. Uh huh. Broke a hip. Woo! <laughs> all right, guys, you have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday. Bye. Solid State Radio.